Blog Talk Radio. Job, trust your training, and have fun with it. Kaya steps up, goes to the corner again, and has a touchdown pass. This feels like the old days. Kaya steps up again, over the middle, has a catch. Somehow, someway, it popped right into the air. Touchdown, Miami! The new season is here, and boy, do we have a lot to talk about tonight. The pictures. So much fuss over a few pictures of kids goofing around. Okay, maybe the photographers involved made a mistake. Maybe some people are seizing upon that mistake to make fun of the hurricanes. But in the big picture of life, I will ask you tonight, is it really that big of a deal? The depth chart. Yes, there are some things on there that are a little alarming, and we'll talk about some of those things tonight. But at the end of the day, does it really matter a whole bunch the way this team is again being built for massive rotation and performance by committee? Isn't it truly a team where there is no real depth chart at most positions? And one more question. On the flip side, should there be? Hello again, everybody. I'm Gary Furman, the publisher of Canesport.com, and we once again welcome you to tonight, the fastest three hours once again in Hurricane Sports. That's right. Tonight, we're moving back to three hours or until the last caller has been heard, but I have a feeling we're going to need three hours tonight, but whichever comes first for the remainder of the season. As always, this is your show, and it'll be driven by your participation. The call-in number is 646 595-2048. That's 646-595-2048. We now have 100 open phone lines, so there's plenty of room for everybody to call in and participate. We're again using our new system this year that allows listeners that can't stream the show at home or on their mobile device to listen to the show on their phones as they cruise around. But again, we're going to ask you if the lines get jammed, which hopefully tonight with 100 lines um, will be okay, then at that point we would ask you to free up some lines if you're not coming on the show. Those that do want to participate in the show, once again, you hit the number one on your keypad, that will let us know that you want to come on and make some comments on the show. So if you want to come on the show, go ahead and hit the number one on your keypads right now. As always, we ask the fans on the message boards at canesport.com to provide some of the topics and questions that they would like to see addressed on tonight's show. Here's what they came up with. The pictures. Who was responsible for the release? Are they going to get fired? Art Kehoe did an excellent job working through all of the injuries that occurred last season. How does this season compare with all of these new players? Why has the whole program seemed to go into a bunker during training camp in comparison to prior years? Less revelations, less videos, a lot more canned answers. 
happened to the candid nature of UM football and why so much secrecy? Why do Miami's big-time defensive recruits always seem to be buried on the depth chart or not properly used? Why, in year five, is the program going to be relying on 12 or 13 true freshmen to play this year? Is that not horrible roster management? It is clear that most people out there believe Al Golden's not a good fit for Miami. But does Golden believe that Miami is a good fit for him? Does he despise the overall pressure, the pressure and the difficulty of recruiting South Florida, and the lack of fan and media support? If it hasn't worked by year four, how is it going to all work now here in year five? Will the offense miss Gus Edwards? And now that Gus Edwards is out, can Mark Walton take on the responsibility of carrying the load on the ground? What is one thing, one single thing, that we can point to tonight on Kane Sport Live that says that the Miami Hurricanes are pointed in the right direction of success? So all those things to talk about, a lot of great topics, and, and I'll try to make sure that, that we touch on them all during the course of the show. But before we get down to business here tonight, I want to welcome our new sponsor to the show, FanDuel.com. FanDuel.com is the leader in one-week fantasy football with more winners and more payouts than any other site. And now they're joining the Kane Sport Live family and the Kane Sport family, and they will be paying out over $75 million a week this football season. And through their sponsorship of Kane Sport Live and, and Kane Sport, we have arranged for one of those games um, to be a canesport.com subscriber game and a, Kane, and a Miami fan game where we will op- it will be opened up each week to the first 100 fans who sign up. The entry fee is $10, and it will be the Canesport League on FanDuel, which I'll get to in a, in a second. Now, the first 50 fans who go to FanDuel.com tonight and sign up for a new account using the promo code Kane, C-A-N-E, that's the promo code, FanDuel.com will match your opening deposit with bonus dollars up to $200. FanDuel's week one games are almost here. And like I said, part of those week one games is going to be the Kane Sport League, which you will be able to access at FanDuel.com forward slash Kane. That's FanDuel.com forward slash Kane. I'll be in that game each week trying to kick all your guys' butts. I, I promise you, I'm taking no prisoners. And I also promise you, Philip Dorsett will be one of my receivers for the best or the worst. So you can access that game right now at FanDuel.com slash Kane. And also, if you sign up for a new account, the first 50 guys to do so will get up to 200 bonus dollars tonight from FanDuel.com. Welcome, FanDuel.com, to Kane Sport Live. A couple other quick things I'll tell you before we get into the show. They have a salary cap format where you can pick any players you want for just one week. You can change them week to week. You can even change them right up to kickoff on Sunday. For the regular games, entry fees start at just $1. Anybody can play. Um, so the way you sign up is you go to FanDuel.com. You'll see a little microphone in the upper right-hand corner. Use the code Kane once again. Sign up now, and remember, the first 50 fans get 200 bonus bucks. At FanDuel.com, every day is a new season. That's FanDuel.com. Sign up today and play in the Kane Sport League at FanDuel.com slash Kane. All right, let's get to tonight's show now. 
Um, as always, the phone number six four six five nine five two zero four eight. That's six four six five nine five two zero four eight. If you want to come on the show, remember hit the number one on your keypad. And I'm going to start out tonight in the four zero four, where you are now live on Kane Sport Live. Jerry, what's up, man? How you doing? Doing good. Who's this? This is Roland, man, from New Orleans. Hey, Roland. How you doing this week? You ready for the season? Um, so, Garrett, I'm ready for the season, but I'm not ready for the season. That's so <laughs> it's a catch, <laughs> catch 22. So, um, I was just having a conversation today, man. With uh, I mean, I'm actually in a meeting, and I got a guy from Oklahoma and somebody from uh, uh, Detroit. So, the guy was talking about Oklahoma State, talking about their program, and somebody was talking about. Uh, I think uh, University of Pittsburgh, and then they brought up Miami. And they said, man, um, man, Miami had, you know, Warren Sapp, Ray Lewis, Andre Johnson. I mean, it, I, I mean, somebody else was repeating this information to me. And I was like, yeah. He said, man, what's, what, what's going on with the program? And I was thinking to myself, I said, um, I said it's tough, man, to see the program and the situation it's in right now because – this is how I feel, Gary, and I, I, I'm going to just straight up say it. And, and I was fighting to go in between with this, but, I I mean, I love the change, man. I'm, I support them. I'm, 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 I've been supporting the team since 91. But I'm going to tell you this, and this is just, I don't know how, I don't know how, to, it's how you're going to take this, but I want the team to win, but I don't, Necessarily want Golden to be the coach for the team next year. So, but what if he wins this year, Roland? Uh, you know, what what if uh, they're successful? What, I mean, they I, believe I, they're going to be successful. They they they, without question, they think they're going to win. Um, honestly, I, 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 if somebody asked me what you know a record of the team, I don't even know. I really don't know. I mean, because the thing is, why keep? I mean, you playing Bethune Cookman, and did you, you saw you. I mean, Gary, you saw that roster. I mean, that 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 lineup to get the depth depth chart for Bethune Cookman. Granted, you're playing Bethune Cookman, but you got guys that. Um, I mean, Chad Thomas now a starter. Um, uh, with Tyreek, he's not a starter. He, I guess he's a cool. I, I, I don't. I, you know what it is, man. I just don't know. I just. Um, I don't know, man. I I, uh, I I wish the best for the team. I want the team to do well. I, I read reports, but he's backing up Darian Owens at, at one of the outside linebacker spots. See, that's what I'm talking about. I'm and I'm, I'm supporting the program. But you got first of all, you, with Gus Edwards being out, that's going to be a big hit. You can't now. You're going to see. Here we go again. Depending on freshmen, Mark Walton should have been a guy that, like we you spoke about on the last few shows, that should be registered. Now you got to go in with with with. A freshman, then you're going with Yerby, who's going to be a really, 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 really good running back. But that's another guy that should have been reassured too. So you got two small backs, and you got uh, Trevine. What, what's what's Gray? Another. He's, he's, a little, Gray. But he's a bigger back. He, he's going to have he's to step a up. Back, he's got to step up, Roland. It's time, for, it's time for him to fulfill all those dreams and potential that everybody in South Florida seems to have for him. And, and he's got the physical capability. He's in great shape. He's trimmed down. There's no excuses for, for Treyon Gray this year. Um, he, he, you know, he's really come on the last week or two in training camp. And you know, they, 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 they believe in him. 
Uh, they just they they need him to just really, really, really just you know sort of fine tune his game a little bit. You know, with with, with Gus Edwards going out, there's no margin for error anymore for Trayon Gray. I'm, I'm, and another thing, Gary, I know you have a lot of people calling in saying, oh, why, why, why negativity? It's not negativity about the program. You, you, I support those kids. I definitely support every kid that's out there. But the thing is, when you see which what we've seen for the last four or five years, man, and, I mean, you've been there. you covered this team from the heyday. And you see, I mean, that's not even the, the energy, the, 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 the edge, Miami, I mean, that's what Miami is. That's the type of well. Look, you don't know that. Let, let's. I mean, let's. I'm just playing devil's advocate a little bit, and trust me, you're Roland, right. You're right, Roland. You're I right, am Gary. as concerned as you are. Okay, I'm Man. very concerned about what I see going on 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 the defensive side of the football. But I don't think we can sit here and say before the season starts they're not playing with enough energy because it's, it's a new team, Good it's point. a, new, it's a right. new mindset, and and you got to give them a chance to bring the energy. Um, now. You know, are there concerns when you look at the depth chart? Absolutely. You know, and, and you mentioned Ty- Tyreek McCord running second team. Now, you know, he certainly was not the ultimate football player last year. He had his ups and downs, but you are still talking about a guy that was this, this I believe, the uh, let's see, the seventh leading tackler on the team. He had uh, 48 total tackles, six and a half uh, tackles, yep. uh, which is you know of the guys coming back, the only ones. The only one that even in a season, yeah, which is a horrible stat, but the the only one that even comes close to matching him on the current roster is Jermaine Grace, who also had six and a half in the entire season. Um, But so, you know, it it is, yes, it's a surprise to see him run in second team, but, you know, to me, that's not a problem because you want to get better than what he gave them last year. And Darian Owens is a kid that might have a chance to give them something better. But, um, you know, there's other but concerns at that, that chart. I'm sure we're going to get into them tonight, and and, and you're not you you certainly couldn't be called wrong. But the, you know, the only thing I would caution is, you know, don't stereotype this team based on what you saw last year. You know, this is a new deal. Agree. I I agree it's going to be a different. I agree it's a different team. You got a total different guys. But I'm going to just say this, and you you've been around the camp, and I I'm not around the camp, so I can't make any. Uh, you know, I'm, it's just only my opinion. You know, from what I. From what you see, because you're not there, so my my opinion is not valid. I mean, you're there, and you you you're looking at practices, and for you to say practices, and again, it's practice, but it's lethargic, the passion. Damn, get. I mean, you know, Kerry. I mean, it's Miami. It's I mean, not, it's not what I would like to see. It, it, I mean, I'm, I'm always honest about it. I, it's not what I, I would like to see, and and I'm not alone in this. I had somebody come up to me on the streets the other day, totally unsolicited. Say, you know, he's he's a golden cane, and he said, you know, I was at practice the other night, and I I couldn't believe how low key. And, and mellow it is out there, and you know all I can say is, yeah, I know, I see the same thing, you know, but but you, you, you know, it, it's different. It's 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 different than than what I'm used to in all the years of watching hurricane football, where the practices were more intense. I would, I guess, is the right word than than even the games. Um, let, but let me just ask you one last question. I know you got a million calls, but let me ask you this: Do you think that, from your personal opinion? And I was having a conversation with Daniel about this. Do you think that Golden, and I'm not condoning this at all, but do you think that Golden stayed stand away from that edgy, like inner city kid? Because that's what the program is built on. 
It's almost like he's looking. No, they're staying away from him. I mean, they're trying to recruit them all. <laughs> you know, they just haven't, you know, they're, they're just, you know, they haven't gotten enough of them. It, that's a disconnect. That's a major disconnect. You got to have you know, and, and, in, and in fairness to Al Golden, you know, when he does go out there a little bit, these kids are letting him down. Okay, they're, they're flat letting Al Golden down. But, Al Golden sticks but, his but, neck out. But, Wait, let me finish, Roland. But, he, he sticks his neck out for these kids, and you know when they do something wrong, whether it's smoking weed and getting themselves suspended or or doing you know s- silly things they shouldn't be doing, he never he he keeps it under wraps. Like you don't ever hear about any of this stuff. And, and and what these kids are doing, and you know, you get a depth chart because he has to put out a depth chart at some point because we're yeah. badgering daylights out of him for a depth chart rolling. And you know, yeah, we all see um, Muhammad, for example, buried on the depth chart. That's and what he, scout, he was with the scout team at the beginning of practice today. They sent him. <laughs> they sent him inside to change his jersey for whatever reason, and um, then we had to leave practice. But I, but. Um, you know, you see him buried on depth chart. You're saying, "My God!" You know, everyone's been talking the whole off season. Wow, we got we got Muhammad back. You know, that's going to be the answer to all the problems that the defense has had. Now, Muhammad, uh, I could, you know, again, and you know, it's my policy. I don't throw kids under the bus either. Yeah. Muhammad's done some yeah. things, even since the trouble he's gotten into last year, that have been very questionable. And you know, he's gotten himself into a, a few issues here or there over the last six months or so, and I don't know what final decisions were made on it because they don't tell us. Um, but there is a chance that he might not get to play the first game or two this year. And that might be why you see him buried on the depth chart. We'll find out Saturday night. If you don't see him on the field against Bethune on Saturday night, then you'll know that that's the reason. Okay. And, well, and but, but, but Roland, the coaches, the, the coaches take all the blows, man. Like you asked Mark D'Onofrio, Al Golden about Quan Muhammad, and they'll say, well, it's going to depend on how he practices, you know, blah, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, they don't, they, they won't come out and tell anybody what's really going on. And um, so, you know, the kids have let Al Golden down, Roland, and, 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 you know, you've had way too many of these guys getting in trouble. He's had to dismiss. A whole bunch of them. There's going to be a couple of them on the field on Saturday night for Bethune-Cookman that were recruits here. Danny Dillard, Jontavius Carter, who had to be wow. uh, you know, who jettisoned from, from the program for various reasons. And there's a whole lineup of them. I mean, I saw a stat the other day, of, um, and I'd have to pull it up in front of me, but it was like something like you know, 37 or something of 70-something kids that were signed the first three years that Al Golden was here and no longer in the program. Go on. Now that's probation without probation. You talk about a cloud. Exactly. That's the real exactly. cloud. And exactly. I mean, that's so, the real cloud right there. Okay. Well, well, let me ask you this, and you can put me on. I just want to be on hold. So I, I totally understand what you're saying from that from that perspective. But you're talking about thirty. Uh, how many kids did you say over the last? I, I don't have the exact stat in front of me. I'll look for it. But, I'll look but, for it while you know okay. while we're doing but, the show here. But 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 you got to admit this, Gary, and I'm done. I know you got a million callers. It goes on at Alabama, Michigan, Michigan State, USC. You got kids smoking weed. You got kids doing things that are not what they're supposed to be doing, and things are getting pushed under under the rug. It's all I'm gonna say is this: I I love the team, support the team. Um, I just I I just hope we need another coach. I'm just leave it at that, man. Just put me on hold. I'm a listen, man. You know, I I think you got to see how this year plays out. They made the decision to give him another year, and 
you know, all you can do at this point is just see how the year plays out. He's getting his fair chance. Nobody's telling Al Golden what to do. They're not telling him who to have on his coaching staff. He has gotten complete autonomy to do what he wants way more than a lot of coaches who are struggling after year four would have gotten. So in that regard, I mean, Al Golden has a lot of beefs, okay? He's got beefs with the fans. Um, he's got beefs with with the, the fact that there were the NCAA issues that he didn't know about when he took the job. And, you know, you can go on and on and on, I'm sure. But he has no beef with the fact that the U.M. administration has given him the autonomy to make his decisions and make his calls for this year. He's running the defense he wants, um, playing the players he wants. They're all his recruits. Um, and it's going to be all um, laid out there for judgment starting Saturday night. And, you know, like I said, we'll, we'll see what happens, and the results will speak for themselves. All right, so 646-595-2048 is the number, as always. Um, if you want to come on the show, hit the number one. Let's go out now to the uh, 334. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Are you with us? Hello? Yeah, that's you. You're on Kane hey, Sport Live. Yeah. Yes, sir, who's this? Uh, this is G. Uh, it's my first time calling. Hey, what's up, G? Welcome to the show. Hi. Uh, I'd just like to compliment you, uh, first of all, from the start of the show. You know, I've been watching since it just started. Uh, and, uh, you know, you kind of you improved yourself a lot. You know, I wish I could see that same improvement in Coach Golden, but I've been waiting for it. Uh, <laughs> not trying to, not Thank trying you. to you know, make pick this year. I just want to be a fan and watch, you know, the game. Uh, wait for Golden, you know, to kind of improve. Uh, hoping he's, you know, he's going to improve. But uh, my question is, you know, uh, with the lack of improvement, uh, what do you think Golden needs to do himself in order to get this shit right for this year? I, I think it's too late. I mean, I, I think he's he's got to ride now with what he's with, with what he's got. You know, I, I mean, there's things I would have done differently. If I were Al Golden, I I would have brought in uh, at worst a co-defensive coordinator. I would I would have used that defensive line opening uh, when Jethro Franklin left or was coerced to leave. You know, depending on the situation, um, I would have used that opening and I would have gone out and I would have found me the best defensive coach in the country that I could get to come to Miami. And I would have had a hit list. And and I would have gone and 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 Mark D'Onofrio is Al's right hand guy and he's not firing Mark D'Onofrio and my feeling is he doesn't have to fire Mark D'Onofrio but he does he did need in my opinion to get Mark D'Onofrio some serious expertise and help okay I I mean Mark D'Onofrio, and and I I kind of feel bad because I I you know I really like Mark and and I'm I know I you know I like Al I mean I like Al too and I've had to you know be very honest with with you guys and everybody else with my honest opinions based on what I'm seeing. And, and I've been kind of hard on these guys some, and, and, and I'm, I'm sure they're a little sore at me. But, you know, there is nothing in the track record that suggests that that these guys have the expertise necessary to win at this level of Division One college football. And to me, the, the first four years have shown them that they have weaknesses in that regard. Now, the University of Miami – gave them a gift in the sense that we are going to allow you to have a fifth year and maybe even more. And 
you know, a lot of coaches wouldn't have got that. A lot of presidents wouldn't have give it, given it. Athletic directors would have been under pressure to make changes. The fan base couldn't have been screaming for it any louder. Um, and, you know, they they took the bullets and they stepped up and they gave them that chance. Okay, now you got an opening on, at, at, on defense, on the coaching staff. And, and I think that they should have gone out and gotten themselves the best defensive coach. And, and any good head coach should have a list always in his top drawer, just like an AD should have a list of football coaches, football coaches should have a list of assistant coaches that they would target if they have an opening, okay? And I would have pulled out that list, and I would have gone out and done whatever it takes, okay, whatever it takes, financially, um, promises, whatever, and gone out and gotten the best defensive coach in America that I could get to come to Miami. And I would have given them a multi-year contract because nobody was coming with a coach on the hot seat that might be there for one year. I would have given them a multi-year contract. And at worst, I would have made it a code. If you wanted to save face, I would have made them co-defense coordinators. But I would have put that guy in charge of the defense. Okay, that's the, you know that's that question. Okay, and he he didn't do that. He had the opportunity, and he didn't do it. Another thing that I thought he should have done initially was, and I, and I love Kevin Beard and Kevin Beard is doing phenomenal things with those receiver kids. And, 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 you know, there's a huge improvement in the receiver meeting room and, and, and top to bottom. I mean, Brennan Carroll was a horrible fit with those kids. Okay. And you saw, I think you saw it last year in the decline of Stacy Coley, um, the problem keeping Herb Waters straight, uh, through the season. And, um, but all that said, Kevin Beard has never been a coach at the college level before. He could have been hired as a GA. He he could have you could have had the same thing. You could have had Kevin Beard as a GA, and you could have gone out and um, you you could have gone out and gotten yourself the absolute best recruiter slash wide receiver coach that that you could find out there. Okay, and and so those those are a couple things um, that I would have done. Just for starters, um, you know, the other thing that, that concerns me is that, you know, I'm that I'm also seeing is is this, you know, the, this whole defense by committee thing, which they've been doing for a few years now, which has been proven not to work. And, you know, I, it hasn't worked the first four years yet. They're they're going down the same exact road again um, with, you know, a, a, a primary three four philosophy and you know starting starting out with a three four philosophy and and they're going to play a lot of four man front in passing situations and things like that but they're coming back with the exact same plan that hasn't worked the last few years defense by committee uh the same three four basic philosophy uh and and I'm concerned for them for that you know I I feel like they they needed to make some changes so um I hope that answers your question um but uh, that that's what I would have liked to have seen different. Also, do you? I mean, do you think Golden is not trying to get the best? I mean, um, no, absolutely. That is not that is that, that. There is no legitimacy to that statement. He is totally invested in the University of Miami football program. He very badly wants to be successful here. Um, I'm sure it pains him. I'm sure it's killing him right now the community and, and the Canes Nation's attitude towards him, the fact that people can't wait for him to be fired, uh, that's got to be absolutely brutal for Al Golden because um, this guy badly wanted to be the answer here. He wanted to, he, you know, he wanted to, to get it done. And, and, you know, it's a tough environment right now, and the only thing that's going to change it is winning. 
So why do you think coaches don't want to uh, work for him or, you know, the top, like you said, Mario no, Cristobal? No, I don't think that's true either. Right? I don't think he doesn't go out and try to hire anybody. He, he, no, he okay. He's never gone out there. He doesn't, He doesn't. you know what, and, and somebody some, uh, somebody who I who knows Al really well, I, who I had this discussion with, and and we're all fans of Al the person, and and you know he doesn't travel in those circles. He he doesn't you know you you, you don't you don't know what you don't know, okay? And you know that that really might be it. I mean that that's the best explanation I've been able to get from anybody and and been able to come up with myself. And if you don't know to go out and get and and and, and you don't travel in the circles that these top coaches reside in and and you can't pick up the phone and say you know hey Ed Orgeron you know come to Miami and you know run my defense or you know you know I'm just using that as an example you know if, if you don't have that type of wherewithal in your in your toolbox so to speak and you've never done that then you know maybe you just don't know to do it you know and and you know I think I know that they need that type of level of, of of coaching and and recruiting in this program right now, uh, you know that they can't recruit on the national level. Uh, there's one guy in the Rivals 100 that's coming to Miami, and that's Sam Bruce, who lives in Broward and is has a close relationship with, with Kevin Beard. And that one is hanging by a string. If Miami doesn't do well this season, uh, I think there's a very strong chance that Sam Bruce uh, convinces his mother to let him go somewhere else. But you know we'll see how that plays out. But um, you know they're 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 really struggling right now recruiting on the national level and they needed an injection in my opinion of some serious talent that could help them overcome that and change it and um, you know didn't go down that path decided to stay pretty much with the same program and uh, and ride with it and we'll, we'll see if it can be different but usually when nothing changes you get the same result that's been my experience in the years that I've been around football. Yeah, and I've kind of noticed that too with, you know, just the last 10 years of watching, you know, the games and different coaches come through. But also, uh, you touched on uh, just the players, uh, him playing so many players. I, I think, you know, it's, it's also on offense, you know, as well as defense. But do you think that's because he's trying to protect the players from uh, overuse or injury? I mean, because uh, they look, use the GPS and everything for it. Let's say you defend 70 plays in a ball game, you know, just to throw out a number. You know, um, obviously, your defensive tackles aren't going to go 70 downs, but they're coming off the field in passing situations anyway. Okay, so I don't understand why you don't pick your two best defensive tackles. That You know, your two best, and I don't care if you have eight of them on the roster, your two best should be, your, to me, your two primary guys. I don't, I don't, this is not a deep enough roster where, you know, you, you've, you've got that many guys that you could put out there. I mean, let's look at the depth chart. And I know a lot of people are interested in this, so I'm going to discuss this for, for a few minutes here. Um, okay, at nose tackle, Calvin Hurdaloo. Okay, n- no question. He's probably the best nose tackle on the team. Michael Weiss is overweight, out of shape, a total non-factor. Okay, you've got a true freshman, Kendrick Norton, number two in that spot. Okay, um, if you go over to the tackle, you've got Cortell Jenkins running first team, backed up by Anthony Moat. Okay, now, you look back at last year, okay, Hurtaloo, who started the, pretty much the entire season, um, he started 12 out of 13 games, okay? He's one tackle for loss 
at defensive tackle, nose tackle, the entire season in, in 13 games. Okay, one tackle for loss. All right. Um, now, uh, you know, let's take a look at um, at uh, let's look at Jenkins. Okay, Cortell Jenkins, who played in he played in 12 games last year. Okay, he didn't start one. He had a total he had a total of 14 tackles in 12 games in part time duty last year. Okay, um, Moat obviously played. Um, well, he he um, he played in ten games, but he only had two tackles. Okay, I'm trying to look at the stat sheet while I'm talking to you. All right, so my point is, there is none of these guys with a resume. Okay, why do they have to be like? Why do they all have to play? It's like you have a competition in camp. You pick your two best, and those guys, let's say, go. Let's say they go forty snaps. Okay, over the course of a game, because like I said, the tackles are going to come out on passing downs, and I think. You know that in today's college game is fifty, sixty percent of the plays anyway. You know when you're when guys are lining up in four wide and you got to match up uh, with corners and you bring your pass rushers in off the bench and you, you take uh, Kamalu and Chad Thomas and you put them inside. You take your two biggest ends, you put them inside as interior rushers, and then you bring in your pass rushers like um, you know McCord, Muhammad, uh, and you know whoever else they decide to use in that role. Um, so why can't those guys go thirty, forty snaps? Why does there have to be rotation? Why does a guy why are you why does a guy and, and let's say Hurtaloo is the best guy, why does he have to play six plays, okay, and then be replaced by a true freshman, Kendrick Norton? Like what is the point of that? Or or why does he have to be replaced by um Cortell Jenkins, who did absolutely nothing the entire season last year, unless it's proven in camp and practice that Cortell's the next best guy. But I'm but I'm just I'm just saying why can't you isolate your two best and go with them. Why do you have to have six guys in a rotation at defensive tackle? So that you know, that that's the start of my of, of my questions. Okay. Then you look at the end position. You've got they've got Kamalu out there at end because they're they're trying to go bigger with this three man front. Okay. So you got Kamalu at end, which puts Chad Thomas on the bench. Now Chad Thomas is is the one defensive recruit that they've gotten in four years, other than why well, I guess Tracy Howard was a five star, but. You know, Chad Thomas, coming out of high school, was considered a can't-miss guy. Everybody in the country would have taken Chad Thomas. And people were telling him, Chad, don't go to Miami. Don't go to Miami. You know, they're not going to use you right. You know, you're making a mistake. The coaches are terrible, blah, blah, blah. And and Chad Thomas's parents stood up for the U and essentially, you know, kept Chad Thomas focused on going to Miami. And you'll remember on signing day, he didn't show up for the signing. He was like an hour late to the signing. Okay, that kid was agonizing up even on signing day morning, whether he was doing the right thing, because so many coaches around the country were putting all this in his mind that he was making a mistake. Um, So now he's sitting here in year two and he's not blameless in this. Okay, because this kid needs to light a fuse under himself. Okay, I'm not I'm not holding him blameless, but he is to me when I look at this defense. If if you look at the front seven and the personnel in the front seven, uh, he is without question the most talented kid in my opinion, and uh, it's all opinion. But the most talented kid physically on the defense. You have to get him ready to play. He has to be a first teamer, and he doesn't come off the field unless he's just totally gassed and he needs a breather for a few minutes. Okay, um, 
to me, that's what needs to take place for this team and this defense to take the next step forward. And if anybody, you know, the coaches, if they were listening, they'd think I'm full of crap, whatever. They, you know, they would say, hey, we're going Kamalu, Hurdleu, Jenkins. And I assume they're going with those three because they're, they're trying to get a lot of weight up front. All of them are 300-pounders. And my guess is the linebackers are not great at defending the run, and they're hoping that if they put big guys up front that – you know, they can have some success on first down, shutting down the run. They're not going to get much of a pass rush, but, you know, at least maybe they have a chance to shut down the run with three 300-pound guys up there on the line of scrimmage. And I'm just assuming that that's what they're thinking because they don't share it with us. But, you know, I try to be fair and I try to put my, my mind in their mind and, and, and figure out what they're thinking. But, you know, Chad, how does Chad Thomas be reduced to a, a passing down rusher, interior pass rusher? And that's his contribution to the team. You know, he's going from inside the tackle where he's going to be less effective as an inside pass rusher because that's where the protection is always strongest. And, you know, last year he only had one sack the entire season. He played in 12 games. He only had one sack the whole year. Okay. Um, And to me, you know, my fear in in looking at this is he's going to be minimized (laughs) as as a – as a personnel, from a personnel standpoint, he's going to be minimized on this team, and you're going to have a five-star kid who's going to go through his sophomore year now, and then he's going to be a junior, and he's going to have made very minimal impact on this program. Um, and so that's my concern. I don't want to get too crazy here because, you know, like I told Roland on the earlier call, they haven't played any games yet. We're not seeing how they're using the personnel. But when you look at the, the raw depth chart, you know, to me there are – there are concerns, and, and I don't want to get long, too long-winded here. There's, there's obviously a few others that we'll, I'm sure, cover as the show goes on. Um, but you can get yeah. an idea you know, where I'm going in terms of being a little bit concerned by what I'm seeing on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, I'm concerned too, Gary. Uh, one thing that I'm, I'm really concerned about is, is, is like, uh, we don't talk about dominating anymore. This is football, you know. And in sports, you know, teams are great. They talk about going out and trying to dominate the game and dominate teams. Even though, you know, some you know, games are battles, you know, and games are hard and tough. They seem to be playing like those pictures that the coaches, you know, had them, you know, post up oh, the other day. Like they're not looking to dominate to me. I don't see that mentality. Uh some the players want to, but they're more scheme and tech you know, and, 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 and technical uh and, and they're trying to be more technical sound as opposed to just getting the job done, you know. Yes, they, they, they are, they're a cerebral defense, yes. I agree I agree yeah. with that. And, and I think that, that that's kind of hindering us a little bit because, you know, the mentality of the kids are like, I, I, like you can tell within the interviews and things, kids are ready to just be, like, unleashed. They get out there on the field and, and, and they'll lay out, make plays. I saw Dion Bush as a freshman, you know, come out, make plays and get injured, and he's mad because he's injured, but also because he, he's laying out for, you know, his team and everything, and, 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 and they're not having the results because he's actually doing what the coach is telling him to do, you know? And, and, and I thought, you know, maybe Randy, uh, you know, Melvin would be, I guess, that, that guy that comes in and helps the defensive line to be, you know, more of an attacking defensive line as opposed to just to, to sit back and, 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 you know, hold the line up. So I'm 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 still just trying to wait and just see some kind of improvement, you know, for this year. But that that's all I have for you today, Eric. All right. Um, I'm just going to leave you with, you know, we talked earlier about. 
the departures and stuff on the team. Um, they signed 71 kids in the first three years that, that they were here. Only 39 of them panned out at all. Um, you know, uh, another 32 uh, left, you know, never never made it to school or left the program. And, and that's absolutely staggering. You know, and I don't know how you you overcome that. That that is very very difficult to overcome and and I think that that's what they're facing right now. They they really they don't have game-changing personnel on the defensive side of the ball and and you know, it's it's really hindering their progress right now. All right, hey, thank you for being part of the show and uh give us a call again next week. Let us know what All you right, think you of the hold. game. You got it. All right, uh, 646-595-2048, 646-595-2048. I promise you every call won't be as long as that one, but he brought up some good topics, and I just wanted to uh, to share some thoughts with you guys, and you know, I hope you found it informative. Um, again, if you want to talk on the show, just go ahead and hit the number one on your keypad, and we'll know that you want to come on. Uh, let's go out now to the 305, where you are live on Kane Sport Live. Hello? Yes, sir, that's you. What's up, dude? Doing good, doing good. How you doing tonight? How's it going, man? Going good. Talk to us. Listen, um, they're not going to show the game on TV or on the internet. Uh it's on the internet. Uh, ESPN three. I believe ESPN three. Yeah. All right. Um, and um, I wanted to go to the game. Uh, you know the prices, or I just got to figure that out online. Uh, yeah, figure it out. Um, who's going? Who's going to the game with you? How many people? Uh, you, nobody. Many people? I, I, I already. I, I don't know. I, just me right now. I don't know. All right. Well, um, I've got a couple extra tickets, and you're a big supporter of the show. You call in quite a bit. Send me an email at canesport at bellsouth dot net, and I'll try right. to I'll try to connect with you, and uh, you can have one of my tickets. How about that? Cool, man. Thank you so much. Um, if they come in the mail, I, I haven't got them yet, actually. Um, I'm thinking about it, but go ahead. <laughs> what I wanted to just um, tell, the, tell the, the people listening, you know, all these losses that we have had, who do you think has been affected more by that, the players or us fans? Both. You know, the players don't have the proper level of talent around them on this roster. Uh you know, if if you put all those scholarships back into the program and and the recruiting is good and they're made to count, you got a hell of a team right now. I mean, that's that's more than that's almost too that's almost that's almost a, a too deep. You know, all those players. You know, yeah. it's like one. It's, it's you know, it's it, it, it's crippling, absolutely crippling. And you know, people talk about the cloud. I've, I I'll say it again. That's the real cloud right there. The fact that all those scholarships have gone to waste. I think that um, it, it might it might have. How can it not affect them so much? It does affect them. You know, they're them. the ones that are suffering. They're the players, you know. It's, it's on them. You know, I, I, but they have to get over it because that's the only way to 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 go forward. You know, us fans, we can just swallow wallow in the mud forever, but they can't. They, they, they have to get they over it. They can only do it. the best they can, though. They can only do the best they can. I mean, there's a talent. To me, there's a talent shortfall on the defensive side of the football, and there's a talent shortfall right now on the offensive line. Uh, everywhere you know, uh, everywhere else on offense, I think they're they're fine. I I I, I love yeah. the offense talent on this team. Once you know, I'm concerned yeah. about the line, which we've talked about the first few weeks. But you know, receiver, quarterback, running back, even even with Gus Edwards out, I still feel okay about running back. Um, 
tight end H back. I mean, I mean, they're 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 in decent shape at those positions right now. Of the of the recruits that are coming in this year, this upcoming year and the next, how many of those guys do you think know the guys that are already on the team? You know, do you think all these recruits know most of the players there? Like they're getting their homies to come on to help? No, I mean in some cases, but not really. I mean that's not what's going on. Hmm. And the, right now, there's only seven four-star players on this uh, in this recruiting class. Okay, yeah. there's only seven. Well, Sam Bruce should be a five-star. Yeah, well, he's but, little. Yeah. He's he's little. I mean, you see all this all the flash and and jazz on on yeah. the high school field, but he's a five-eight kid. I mean, yeah. <laughs> You know, it's not going to be so easy for him when he gets to college. Now, he, he's going to be yeah. a very good player, don't get me wrong. But oh, yeah. he's not going to own the field like he does in high school. I just I can imagine, you know, how uh, these players took these losses and how strong, you know, how much they have worked all since January. You know, nine months, nine months of hard work. And preparation is coming up, and you know, uh, and they you know, have, I, you know, it's, it's worked hard. They're in shape, yeah. And they've worked yeah. hard. Okay, you want to look for positives? Yeah. They've worked hard and they're in shape. Without question, that is a positive. Hell yeah, you know, and that's going to show up. You know, we we got to support them now. You know what I'm saying? You know, but I'm so much so much hard work athletes now. Aren't going aren't, aren't to be on the field for the for a greater majority of the plays. And if well, it plays you know, out, then let's, it, it, it let's can't reserve play. that until we play the big boys. Correct. Then, then let's talk. I agree. Until just then, judge, let's judge support the Nebraska game. Correct. Exactly. Exactly. Judge, until judge then, trip up to Cincinnati. Until then, the caller is no more negative. No more. Forget about yeah. the past. Yeah, I you agree. Know, it's game day. It's game time. It's game week. You. It's time to support and have fun. You yep, know, I, I'm tired of the crying. Those those crying days are over. Yep, you I know, agree. The sun is shining now, and we have to rise up and support until we lose, you know, God forbid. And then when we lose, then you have the right to cry all you want. You know, yep. but until then, that's it. It's over with, you know. Let's let's ride, you know what I'm saying? We can do this, you know, you know and, just. And, you know, we can identify some of the things we're concerned about, like we've done so far, you know, in a few cases yeah. in this show. But they still have a chance. Yeah. Even let's say I'm right, or, or you're right, or Roland's right, or whatever. They still have a chance. Yeah. You know, they, they don't play a meaningful game for three weeks. Okay, you know, exactly. I mean these these first two games are scrimmages. Yeah. So the um, first two games they, we're gonna, you know, yeah. yeah. So they have a chance to correct anything. Polish. We're gonna be polishing up. They, yes, they have a chance to get get it right. However, they to the best of their ability. To some and, people, um, these first two games is gonna be a blessing. So we can polish up, you know. Maybe that's what we need, you know. But but you know, even though I don't like them, you know. But but you know, you know. But but that's we're gonna polish up exactly. That's what we're gonna do, and then we're gonna see who's who. We're gonna see that work pay off in week three. Sounds good. You know so what I'm you saying? Have any, you have anything else for us tonight? That's it, man. Put me on hold. God bless. You got it, man. Hey, thank you for being part of the show. For sure. Thanks. All right, 646-595-2048 is the number. If you are on hold and you want to come on the show, hit the number one on your keypad, and um, that'll tell us 
that you want to come on. All right, um, I don't want all these topics that you guys submitted during the course of the week here, or the last couple of days rather, uh, to, to go unaddressed. So I'm going to whittle away at them here in, in stages dur- during the course of the show. Um, let's start with the first one, which was the pictures, okay? And um, the, obviously those pictures, and, and those of you who haven't seen them, you could probably find them on the message board. Um, but they had a photo shoot. I'm, I'm gonna, I'll tell you how it all played out. They had a, a team photo shoot. And there were a series of pictures that, that, that were shot for the university for their different marketing uh, programs and things like that. And, you know, they're kids, and they started screwing around. And everyone was sitting there, and, and it, it, it got into a situation where, you know, the next two guys were trying to outdo the previous two guys. And it almost kind of became like a little bit of a competition for who could create the goofiest pictures. And uh, they started – uh, reenacting movie posters, which is where we're, you know, the most most of the pictures that you saw was when they started reenacting movie posters, and so the the photogs were having fun with them, and they were taking pictures of them in these poses, and you know, you can see the joy from the pictures. I mean, the kids are having the time of their life, um, whatever, but. Um, Nobody was really thinking about, oh, my God, these pictures can't go get released. People make fun of us, blah, blah, blah. They were just kids having a good time, and the photogs were sitting there snapping away. All right, so the weekend comes. The photographers, um, who have been longtime parts of the program, they've been shooting the team for years, um, actually were arcane sport official photographers for many, many years. And they're looking at the pictures and they think they're hysterical and you know they're not sitting there thinking oh geez you know people are going to make you know homosexual connotations to these that that you know and i and i've had this conversation with the with with the photographer so i i'm speaking from knowledge here okay i know exactly what they were thinking and i know exactly how this all happened i mean they're sitting there looking at the pictures they think they're hysterical they're not they're not programmed in their own minds to be making you know, negative connotations for whatever reason. And, um, you know, they're not, they don't, they don't discriminate in their own lives against gays or anything like that. So they're not sitting there saying, Oh geez, these, you know, these pictures make the players, you know, look bad or, or, or any way, shape or form, you know, they live their lives in a normal way and they let, they respect people for what they want to be and who they are. And, and they don't have those type of prejudices in their own minds. Okay. So they're just, they just think the pictures are hysterical. So, you know, they write a blog uh, about, I guess, the photo shoot. I didn't see it. I didn't see the blog. So I, I, I can't tell you specifically what the blog said. If anybody did see it, they, you can, you know, give us a call, let us know. But um, they posted the pictures with the blog, I guess, and also on their Instagram. Uh, they have a cane shooter Instagram. And that's when people started to see them and this whole fear developed and the university, you know, saw them and freaked out and, you know, called them up and told them to remove the pictures immediately. And, um, you know, now their jobs are on the line and, and, and they might lose them. You know, they might get fired. It hasn't been decided yet. Um, everything's kind of like being cooled down. And um, but the thing I could tell you is, that is two days later at the university, this thing's a non-event. Nobody's talking about it any anymore. Nobody, nobody's really all that concerned about it. Uh, they don't really care about the furor going on. They're more focused on getting ready for the game. Um, Al Golden didn't even hasn't even addressed it, nor do I expect him to. Uh, and they've all moved on from it. Uh, and I think you know, if you ask me my opinion, I think that's what the fans need to do also. Um, so that's the uh, that's the word right now on the pictures. 
All right, let's continue on. Let's go out. Uh, once again, if you want to come and talk on the show, hit the number one on your keypad so we know you're there. Let's go out now to the 904 where you are live on Kane Sport Live. Are you with us? Okay, going once, twice. Come on, guys. That shouldn't happen. If you, All you got to do is just hit the number one on your keypad. We'll know you want to come on. Let's go out to the 240 now. You are on Kane Sport Live. Gary, what's going on, my man? It's D Black Twenty One. Hey, what's up, D Black? How you doing tonight? No, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I listened to a, a couple of the few past callers, and I kind of feel how the first caller feels about Golden not want him to be the coach for next year. Now, I'm going to support the program. I've been supporting the program since '85. I'm supporting the players, but. For y'all to think, one more more comment, Gary. Everything you said about what Golden should have done but didn't do, Gary, you're spot on. You hit the nail right on the head, right on the head. But that also goes goes into what I'm going to say. Then that also shows that he is not a good coach, whether it's here or Temple. What has he done at Temple? Okay, you took a bad well, in, program. In, in, in my, my columns, D. Black, well, I'm going to let you continue. I just want to say in my columns, I, what, the way I've described it is I'm not sure that he understands where he is and what it takes. And, and, and he's never had that experience. I mean, he, you know, he, he coached at Virginia. He coached under Tom O'Brien at Boston College. I mean, you know, he, he came through now, you know, he came through as a player at Penn State, but as a coach, he's never. He's never been in the big time, and you know he might just not know. Okay, get you still there? Yeah, go ahead, keep going. Oh, now I hear that, but you've been here long enough to know. That's like me. That's like if I go to Harvard, my first my first year, I'm like, yo, I'm at Harvard. I don't know what to expect. But if I'm there more than one, if I'm there for more than one semester or more than one year, now I know what Harvard's all about. It's time for me to adapt. It's time for me to buckle down and get with the program. Same thing. You've been there long enough. You know the pedigree. You know all the athletes that come there. You're in the, you're in the hotbed for recruiting in South Florida. I'm pretty sure you've heard it from numerous coaches. Shit, Jimmy Johnson is probably one of the greatest coaches ever walked through there. You hear it from him. So you know now. And you're not doing anything about it. You're being – you're. I bet you if, if I was to pick a sign, I would say he was a Taurus, even though he, I know he's not. But he's probably a Taurus. He's bullheaded. And I understand Mark Devastio is your guy, your friend. But when, when, we in, 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 when we deal with business, hey, I got to do what's right for the business. I got to do what's right for the program. And if you're not cutting it, then what you said, Gary, makes sense. Get me another D coordinator and make him the head in and did not feel you the assistant or whatever. But something has to give. It's not saying that us fans, we, we're not going to support the children. We love the children. We love the players. We just don't like the coaching. It's just like the, the past caller said, they've been working for nine months. I don't care how, how many months they've been working. They're supposed to do that. They're supposed to be in shape. But guess what? They could be in the greatest shape of their lives. But if they're not getting the proper coaching, it's not going to matter. Because when it's time to strap on that league and, and go on that field and your coach can't put you in the right position 
teachers at halftime and know them X's and O's, you're going to get your transmission changed out there. And that's what's well, been happening for the past few years, Gary. D-Black, when I look at the yeah. personnel, and, you know, again, I, I think they're challenged personnel-wise. I don't think there's any question about it. And anybody that doesn't believe it, just look at the guys that are running first and second team and look at what they're what they've done to this point, which is very, very little. Okay? So I agree. I agree. Yeah, they're very challenged talent wise, okay, on that side of the ball. Um but I think the talent that they do have is more suited to a four <laughs> three. I mean, I really do. It, it, I, I don't it, it, in, in it, no it, way, shape or form do I see this as three four talent. I mean I, I, I think you know, you want Chad Thomas you know, maybe maybe Kamalu and Muhammad as your defensive ends, and I think you've got a, a bunch of guys that you could put into a competition to tackle, and you pick the best two and you run with them. And you know, yeah, they, they're going to need a blow here or there, uh, but like I said, they come off the field in passing situations anyway. Uh, you, you know, right. do you think that do you think the Dolphins are going to put uh, Sue on you know on on the bench for any stretches of of any game this year unless it's the game's no. already decided there's no chance no. he's going to be on not the field every first, every first down exactly. now i'm not saying that Miami has anywhere near that level of player here but what i'm saying is put a legitimate competition on the field and pick the two best guys and go with exactly. it you know put your two best yeah, you, guys out there your best and, 11 and, plays the game yeah, and 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 then and then put your two best defensive ends next to him. And if you've got a great pass rusher that you want to bring in on second and long or third down, uh, go ahead and do it and move one move the ends inside. Phenomenal. I mean, and I yeah. think everybody would embrace that. And if you're just not good enough, well, you got to recruit better. And yeah, that might be the case in some games. But you know, that's not that's not what I see taking place, at least on the face value of it. And maybe it'll play out that way. And and I'll be the first to sit here and applaud. Uh, if it if it does, but when I look at the personnel on this team, that's what I see. I see a four three defense, okay, and and I think they're very challenged at linebacker too. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure that Kirby can play the middle to to the level that they're going to need him to. Uh, Terry McRae at the backup is certainly not a very good player in my opinion. Um, Jermaine Grace is is great. But, you know, a lot's going to depend on, on how they're able to get him away from, from traffic and able to use his athletic ability. Um, again, Darian Owens is a kid they feel very good about who could start to emerge uh, this year. But, you know, you've got Tyreek McCord backing him up, who's never really, you know, played linebacker other than, you know, he's been the rush end and pass rush situation. So, you know, I don't know where this is going, man, but it, it, to me it's not very pretty. It, you know, the, on the surface, it, when you're analyzing what you're seeing – when you look at this depth chart, it's it's just it, it it's not real encouraging, and I'll be surprised if they're really good on defense this year. Let me ask you two more things, Gary, and then I'm gonna let you go. Two more things. When you talk about the talent level or whatever, and I know this is like I mean honestly, it's, his name is always gonna come up as long as Golden is at Miami. His name is this guy's name is always gonna come up. Now. If Bush Davis had this team that Al Golden has, none of us would be even worried. No, no, nobody will call up with not. We won't have one negative thing to say because we know, for one, he's going to get the best staff. Two, we also know he's going to put the players in the right position to make plays, a la Grace. He's like 215. You know, Michael Armstead was what? Maybe 220, 225, but he was a beast. 
But we know Butch is going to put his players in the best position to make plays. Of course, like you said, we'll be running uh, attacking for a 4-3 defense without question. I mean, I go I, without question. So my thing is, you know, people still will say, well, this is actually his such and such a year because of the, the cloud. I, I wish people stopped that because Butch Davis had it just as bad, if not worse. If they saw the YouTube and they were fans back then, he, he, he barely had enough to fill the Juco team. So there's no comparison. It's about coaching. Like, Gary, you, you're, you're a journalist. You write. That's what you do, and you're great at it. You're great at it. You cover the team. You're great at what you do. Point blank, period. Football is what some of us do. We've done it for years. So game recognized game. We know the game. So we're sitting up here and we're watching, and you're seeing the safety not even in the TV screen. I'm like, I don't care what you tell me. No way your safety should be out of the TV screen where I don't see you. That's all coaching. And I love Miami to death. That's my favorite sports team out of any sport team that I like. Miami is my favorite. But if my sons were in high school and being recruited right now, I would tell them, as much as I love Miami, I would not send you there. I would not send you to Miami. Well, I think a lot of people, and I, and I say this, you know, and that's why I brought it up, I think a lot of people are watching this Chad Thomas deal, okay? Um, a lot of people yes, in the community, yes. um, you know, I think a, I think that it was a big focal point in recruiting. A, a lot of schools came down here. Obviously, Chad Thomas. I got Thomas something to say about that from this past was, weekend, you know, Gary. I'm going to let you talk. I got something, well, one thing to say know, about just that. Just to finish the thought, and then I'll let you go ahead. But, you know, I think a, right. there, there was a big microscope on Chad Thomas, and a lot of schools recruited him, and there was a lot of negative recruiting. And and despite all that, at the end of the day, he signed with Miami. But I think a lot of people out there are watching this Chad Thomas deal. And if he doesn't develop into a, a, a very good football player this year, you know, I think they, you know, you wipe out the freshman year. He, you know, he should have been redshirted. Um, right, right. You, you know, without question. Okay, he should have been redshirted last year. W- wasn't ready to play physically or mentally. Okay, um, but if he hasn't been coached up in the last nine months, and he isn't ready to go out there and be a high-impact type of guy this year, a lot of people are going to be using him as a poster boy for why kids shouldn't come play defense at Miami. Right. Okay? So, you know, I, I, and I'm going just by what I hear out in the community, and I think there's a lot of people watching it. To that point, to that point, and I hope all my Cane fans are listening, I was at the DeMatha Miami Central game this weekend because I got a couple close relatives. I got a couple close people that I got called my nephews. They go to DeMatha, and I was on the sideline. Not to, you know, and I was talking to some of the Central people and some of their constituents and stuff like that. You know, because I was actually I was bragging. I was I was taking bets, bet people sandwiches that Central was going to win, but DeMatha knocked their transmission off. So after the game. I was talking to some Central folk, and I told them I'm a diehard Miami fan, and they said, look, they said, what's going on at UM on the defensive side of the ball over the program in general is, is a tragedy. They said the way Chad Thomas is not being used is a, tra- a tragedy. Now, 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 he might have some blame in this, okay? Because, you know, now, I, hey, see, hey, a, you, you I see a kid right. that's happier in the music studio than on the football field. So he might yeah, have that, – you, you, 
he might need he he might need to a little light a little fuse under himself. No, you, but you're, you're absolutely but, right. But but if I'm Al Golden, Mark D'Onofrio, and Randy Melvin, I don't allow. You can't allow it to be any other way. It's like you got to figure out what you got to do to get it out of this kid because he's the best you got. Okay, I mean Chad Thomas should have been playing, should be playing the first possible snap this year. You should not be waiting to get that kid on the field if things are right. And if he, and if that's not the mindset with him, and and if he's legitimately getting beat out, and, and Coach Golden, like Coach Golden said today, when the subject of Trent Harris came up, and you know Trent Harris didn't make many plays last year, and and, and people, you know, don't have the most positive of feelings about him in the starting lineup, and it came up today, and and what Al Golden said was he does everything right, uh, and he doesn't make mental errors, and he's not just going to give the job up, you know, somebody's going to have to take the job from him, and okay. you know, in their minds. That has not happened yet, and you know, but 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 they also have Demetrius Jackson and, and Quan Muhammad listed at his position, and Muhammad I think's in trouble, a little bit of trouble, and you know Demetrius Jackson's a young guy trying to come up himself, um, so I could see why Trent Harris might be ahead of him, but um, again I don't I just you know I don't I don't know I don't know what to tell you I just I'm I'm just concerned with the fact that Chad Thomas is not a focal point right now of this defense. Right. I will make this last point, and then I'm going to let you go and keep me on hold and so the other callers can get in. I apologize to y'all tonight, callers, but there's just a lot of stuff I have to get off my chest. <clears throat> you you mentioned about Trent Harris, that Golden said he does everything right. Well, you know what? That's cool. You do everything right, but you're not making no plays. So I'd rather have the five-star in there that may make a mistake here and there, but he's going he's gonna to provide – some pressure for you and make plays because he's the best talent. Do you think the ball coach would not have played the Davion Clowney because he might he might make one or two mental errors? No. If he's the best D lineman we got, yo, you're gonna get in there. I can live with you making a couple mistakes, but you're gonna make four or five, six plays for me. And I'm gonna forget all about the two mistakes. That's why we're in the position that we're in. Because you want the players that's gonna do everything right. But don't make no, don't have no impact on the field, and that doesn't make sense. So, Gary, with that being said, you can respond to that. I listen while you keep me a hold. Enjoy the rest of your week. Hope definitely, I know we're gonna win this weekend, and let's just, hey, let's just see what happens. All right, man. Hey, thank you for being part of the show as always, and uh, give, give us a call again next week. All right. All right, six four six five nine five two zero four eight. Again, if you want to come on the show. Um, Hit the number one, and we will uh, we'll get you on. Let's go out now to the eight five zero, where you are now live on Kane Sport Live. Yeah, how's it going, Gary? It's going good. Who's this? Omar from Tallahassee. What's up, Omar? How's it going up there? They going good. It's going good, man. Just just in, in those nations, trying to trying to <laughs> trying to cope. trying to survive, huh? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but um, couple things I want to talk about. Um, the stadium. I think I honestly I think the stadium is gonna be our sixth man this year. I think it's gonna be a different experience. And long as people show up to the games, I think it, it's gonna be a different effect. I really do think. And I, you know, I hear a lot of people people got positive, negative comments, but. At right now, I'm a, I'm I'm just being optimistic. You know, I I don't feel like Golden is the best fit for for here, but I feel like we got him. 
so we got to deal with it. And we got, and I'd rather see them be successful, honestly, because starting over, it, it, it sounds good, but it ain't going to be fun as people think it is. Well, no matter who the coach is going forward, there's still a lot of work to do here, I, I think. Yeah, yeah. This is not yeah, a complete and, roster by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, and those stats that you, I, I'm be on um, Kane Sport Live, those stats that you put out about his recruiting is wow. That it, it's amazing how you were, out of all five years, you only got like half of your players that you recruited. Like that's a whole lot of waste. I a think lot of wasted a whole lot of ways. Just think about it, we had those two linebackers, um, Blue and the other guy that left. Man, we would have been so better off right now if a whole lot of people wouldn't have been gone. I think we would have been a whole different team right now. And uh, something else I want to talk about, um, the linebackers death. I think um, what we should do, you know, if uh, how you I, I was hearing what you're saying about um, what's the middle linebacker? I forgot his name. Kirby. Uh, but yeah, Kirby. You, you feel like he's you know not a good fit. I think on certain plays we we should. I've been hearing about how they talk about their owns, you know, and how he can play multiple positions. Why not push him to the middle every now and then and put McCord on the end, or you can put Kirby on the end. I feel like um, uh, Owens is just a more physical presence than Kirby, being honest. They, I mean, they've been using Owens a little bit in the middle, I think, in practice. But to me, they don't have a middle linebacker on this roster right now. And the yeah. kid that, to me, has, the cha- has a chance long-term to maybe – end up playing that role is Jamie Gordoner. He's a true freshman. Yeah, he's I mean, he, he's, he's only been at the position for about a week and a half and doesn't really know what he's doing yet. He still has to get used to the speed of the college game. Uh, so he's not really going to yeah. be able to help you this year. Um, you've got some recruits on the commit list uh, who, who might be able to fill that role going yeah, forward. In, uh, Shaq Waterman and, and Mike Pink, Pinkney. Um, but yeah. it, it, it's uh, it, it's a challenge right now. They they don't have to me yeah. a true middle linebacker. Yeah, but you know what? One thing I don't like what Golden do is when you talked about it, it's the rotation thing. It, I look at position like you see Dion Bush. This man is holding his position down just about ever since he got there, but still is not getting the acknowledgement as just, you know, the person that has that position locked down. He's still talking about, you know, Jamal. I understand Jamal is a great guy. He's a great um physical um safety. And I, I think he was he would do great. But when you got someone like Dion that's just an impact player, I feel like somewhat the best that we have I feel on defense. And you sit right there. You still talk. You quarter with that position, like you courting with that position. Like it's still open. It's still vacant. Like I understand you. You do that. He's doing that, trying to be mental to keep everybody intact and feel like you know they have a, a role in the offense. But yeah, you know what the role is. The role is compete, compete in practice, and yes. earn, and earn your spot. That's your role. Okay, you're not entitled to go into a game. Yeah, you know the scholarship, the the fine print in the scholarship doesn't say you are guaranteed playing time on Saturday. 
You have to earn yeah. that by being by being one of the being the best yeah. guy at your, your position. Being the best person, and and, and, I, and honestly, I feel like pay, players with you know three guys into two spots. I don't have any problem with that, obviously, but. You know this this whole defense yeah. by committee thing with twenty something guys are going to contribute and and play and and, and you're going to try to get that yeah. many guys ready to play big ball games. I I think it's tough and I've said this over and over again. Way too big of a burden on those position coaches on defense to get that many kids ready yeah. to play. You can't you can't study game film to the detail that you need to to pick up little nuances and, and tips and things like that um, with all those guys. Eight different, ten different players. That's too many players to have to relate and and get it down to detail with. Like you can't do that. It's, it's just impossible to get that many people. I ready think it's too many guys. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not gonna, you know, hold it up. I want to just stay on hold and um, good show. Now keep listening. You got it, Tate. Thanks for being part of it. No problem. All right, six four six five nine five two zero four eight is the number. Uh, once again, if you want to come on the show, hit the number one, and we'll know that you want to come on. Uh, let's go out now to the eight four five, where you are now live on Kane Sports Live. How you doing tonight? Good, Gary. Greg from North Carolina. Hey, what's up, Greg? Everyone's ears are perked up. They love your calls. Yeah, I know. They, but I'm really from New. I'm a New Yorker, but I live down here now, and I'm thrilled that you. Somebody compared me to Ben Stein. I wish I had his money. But anyway, um, this is my question. I wanted to bring some optimism to the show tonight. Uh, did you read that or, or see that video Phil Steele put out saying Miami's going to be the biggest surprise in the country this year? Yes, what is did. he seeing? That, what is he seeing that you're not seeing? Well, he sees, and if, I don't know if you read my preseason prediction column, but what he sees is a, is a six and seven team last year that wasn't really a six and seven team, and he's projecting it can be an eight or nine win team, which would be, which which on the face value of of what he's doing would be a huge improvement. If a team goes from six wins to nine wins, that's a big step forward on the face value, and he's going to look like a genius. So he, he he's I love Phil Steele. He's very respected, and he knows his stuff. But uh, you know, to me, to me, that you know, when you, he's not really out there that that far. It, you know, it, well, Miami, Miami should have won eight or nine last year. I agree with you. Okay, now you're telling me we're deficient on talent in the uh, on the defensive side. We have um, I, four I, I, stars. I'm, I'm concerned, Greg, that the guys with the physical ability, in my opinion, now again, it's my opinion, the guys with the physical ability to take their games to the next level are not rising above everybody else. That's my that's my concern. And I'm more concerned today than I was three weeks ago when training camp started. Because those guys, for whatever reasons, whether they're doing the wrong things off the field or they're not doing the right things on the practice field, or they're not as, as good as they should be or whatever, they're not rising to the forefront. And to me, that's a big concern. Okay. Uh, so you, you, do you think it's a talent problem or a coaching problem? Because you have four stars all over the place on the defensive side. You got five stars. You got Howard. You got Thomas. You got Bush, Elder, uh, Grace. Well, how, Tracy Howard, Howard, they're did, all four-star players. Muhammad. Hey, Tracy Howard did his job, okay? Tracy Howard's job this offseason, and he struggled a little bit at times last year, 
Tracy Howard's job this offseason was to come at the training camp and win a starting job. He did it. He's one guy that did do it. Okay, great. So are you telling me Miami doesn't have more talent than Georgia Tech on defense or Virginia Tech? They, they, have, they don't have four and five star recruits on defense. They have you, a couple, but not as many. When you lose half the kids you recruit, that kind of weakens you a little bit. I understand that. But let's look positive. Let's see like a 55-7 victory this week, not a squeaker. You might. I mean, the offense can, has, can potentially be that good, and the, and the O-line shouldn't be overmatched against Bethune-Cookman. You might, you might right, yeah. blow out like that. All right. Keep me on hold. Thank you for letting me on. All right, Greg. Thanks for being part of the show. As always, a little bit more subdued this week than usual, but um, always a great call. All right, once again, 646-595-2048. Hit the uh, number one on your keypad if you would like to come on the show. Let's go out now to the 321. 321, you are now live on Kane Sport Live. Hello? Yes, sir. Who's this? Oh, hey, oh, that's me. Ah, okay. That's you. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Gary, how you doing? I was listening to your show, and um, I got got a couple of questions. You were you were you know coming up with some stats on um, the D line and saying that they weren't making tackles, and but the scheme is designed for them not to. They're supposed to occupy space and occupy blockers. So if the scheme is working the way it's supposed to work, they're going to have next to no no stats at all. Okay, fair enough. So that's fair enough, but you know, let's look at the linebackers. Rafael Kirby started 13 games last year. You're counting on him to be the anchor of the defense this year. He had 54 tackles in 13 in 13 starts. Mm-hmm. What's that? I don't know. Let me let me let me get my cal- my, my my calculator here. So I don't, so, <laughs> it's, so I don't not, it's not it's not, not a high. So I don't have to think so. So I don't have to think so much. It's uh, 4.1 tackles a game in 13 games, yeah. um, and that's factoring in the games against you know the the, the lower level teams on the schedule too. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, I hear. It. I was just you know what. I'm just I'm just kind of poking the bear a little bit with that. Four, I'm not a big fan of this game. I never have been. In 13 starts, four ta- four and a half tackles for loss in the entire season. Uh, again, you know, it goes it goes back to the scheme and their philosophy, and they 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 overthink you things. But I, I do agree with you saying that you know wait, what? Wait, wait, out. You just told me the scheme is designed for that guy to thrive. <laughs> for who? Oh, oh no, that, that's why. I see, yeah, it it is, and it should, and it should. I didn't say the scheme was working. I just said that's how it's designed. I know. I, I, I supposed to do. I'm just having a little fun. Yeah, no, no, no absolutely. Look, I, look, I've called in a couple of times and. You know, I'm, I'm, I've I've said it for two years now. I've been screaming it, probably three. Okay, they should have brought in Dave Aranda, but hey, you know, I'm a, I'm a big Dave Aranda fan, and this guy, you know, is extremely aggressive, smart guy, X's and O's, and he he. T- and when you were saying about talent, you have schools like Wisconsin. Okay, Dave Aranda in particular takes these two and three stars cast offs. From Florida and from Georgia, and turns them into a top five defense. You have people in Missouri who take these kids from Missouri and Kentucky and the backwoods of Georgia that no one wants, and turns them into one of the best defenses in in the SEC. So it, you can't tell me that it's about oh, you know, they have these kids and these kids are busts. And if you coach them to do a certain thing, if you if you try and domesticate a wild animal, 
okay, it, it's you're either going to have to neuter that animal or you're going to have to kill the animal. Either way, it's not going to. Then you're going to try and put it out to be a, a guard dog and intimidate someone. No, you can't do it. You know that's why you don't. That's why you don't make wolves into your house pet. You know, but going back to what I was saying about um, in 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 total in in total with the whole thing, I agree with what you're saying that Al is kind of over his head a little bit, and it doesn't. It didn't have to be this way. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You, you, you're right. It didn't. It, it, it didn't have to I be feel, this way. I, but, I, I know, feel so bad. I mean, I feel so bad. He's, you know, his heart is so in the right place. Well, his heart is in the right place. But here's the thing: when you're saying he didn't know what he was coming to Miami, he knew what he was. Look, if you played, if you played football in the '80s, '90s, which he did, he knew where he was coming. He knew what these kids were coming to do. Yeah, but he it's went different. to Philly. He went to Philly, and he saw the inner city. Okay, so now you're taking. You're coming from the inner city of Philly. You're coming to Miami. Completely different mindset. This guy, you know, he, he acts like he's one of the smartest people in the room. If you're one of the smartest people in the room, the first thing you do is analyze your environment before you make a move. That way you know which way to move. So after analyzing this environment, you know, okay, this environment is predicated on aggression, speed, and simplicity. Very straightforward, very simple. You know, but instead, I'm going to say, no, you know what? I'm going to take my kids and I'm going to put them into my system that, oh, by the way, didn't really work at all the stops that I went to. You know, you have this system and he's saying, okay, this system worked. When he was in Virginia, Miami had a better defense than he did. Do you think you would say, okay, you know what? Let me Let me look at what these guys are doing and emulate it. When he was at Temple... Miami still had a better defense than what he did. Did he say, let me emulate what Miami's doing? No, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Even when he was at Boston College, did he say, hey, you know what, let me go out, learn some new tricks, and implement? No, I'm going to stick to what I know. So going down with the ship at this point, you know what, I cross my fingers because I'm a program guy. I love the program. I'm hoping, you know, we can pull out. A fairly decent season, and even so, at the end of the season, you know, say thank you for your time, cut him his check, and move on to the next guy. Who, by the way, I saw – did you see the Montana versus North Dakota State game this weekend? Uh, no. Watch the game on YouTube. Bob Stitt, this guy, holy Christmas. Offensive genius, this guy. Yeah, you and like what you saw, the, huh? Look, he took kids from Montana. Montana, mind you, who's like, the, the it's a backwards program. It, you know, they say they're one of the best in the FCS. Okay, I can't really see too many kids in Texas or in California or Arizona really beating down the path to go to school in Montana. Whereas North Dakota, they, you know, they're able to recruit kids from, you know, a lot of different places. And they make it work. They've won four national championships. And when I tell you, Montana took those kids behind the woodshed. It was a close game, but it shouldn't have even been a close game. And to the point where the coach at halftime was giving an interview and said, we'll see if they want to come out of the locker room. I've never in all, I'm 43 years old, and I've never heard one coach ever say during a halftime speech, We'll see if the other team wants to come out of the locker room. <laughs> you said this is on YouTube? 
it look, find the game and why I don't know if they'll have the interview, but you know if you have um ESPN Watch, it'll be on the ESPN Watch app. Watch the game. Okay, I'll I'll look for it. And then, I'm, half, I'm, and then after the game, you gotta love this guy. This guy said, "I'm so excited, I'm gonna call in sick tomorrow. I'm going drinking tonight." <laughs> he said that. Uh, that that wouldn't you know fly what? at a lot of places. <laughs> they no, might no, fly no. In you Atlanta, know what? Though? If you have, if you have, if you have a huge upside, he, he's real. He's a fifty-one-year-old guy. He, he came from Colorado schools of the mines. Okay, which literally they have one program, engineering. Everyone to get into school doesn't matter, athlete, what have you. The average ACT score was a twenty-nine. And this guy, over the last what, what was it? He, he was there for fourteen years, and the last eleven years, I think he he averaged um. What they say on TV, it was like 600 yards a game and something like 50 points a game he averaged. He was running close to 100 plays in every game. Huh, sounds great. He ran a fast, all these coaches, Dana Hogerson goes to see him, um, the guy from Texas A&M goes to see him to learn from him. When Clemson hung, um, what was that? When West Virginia hung like 60 points on Clemson. They uh-huh. literally used his playbook. And really? at the end of the game, Hoganson, during his interview, said, yeah, we use this guy's playbook Huh? from a Division II school. Uh, we'll, we'll, check, we'll check it out. you have anything else uh, hurricane-related tonight? Yeah, yeah no, no, absolutely. Well, what I'm saying is this guy's making 170 grand at, at, at Montana. All right, I got you. Fire I mean, gold. you know, obviously a lot Fire more about it would have to go into him as, you know, what, can he recruit – you know how much, what kind of experience does he have running a program? You know, there's a, little, there's a lot more oh, to yeah. it uh, well, look, than just being off the play caller. But I, I get what you're saying. You're impressed with what he's doing. This guy, NFL teams go to him. They've offered him money, and he said no. He wanted to stay in Montana. Huh. I mean, not Montana. He wanted to stay in Colorado. Right. So hey, he knows how to run a. Come on, okay, going back, back to hurricanes. hurricanes. Yeah. We need to, you know, we need to offer this guy, let's say, a million. Give him another. Five hundred grand in bonus money for meeting certain right, criteria. That's not happening right now. Let's forget the guy at Montana. Well, no, 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 no. If you're making one hundred seventy grand and somebody offers you ten times that, you're not going to take it. No, but I'm saying forget forget the guy at Montana. He's not an issue right now. You know, yeah. uh, three months from now, if if they're looking for a coach and you want to bring this conversation back to the table, awesome. But right now, let's let's talk about the Hurricanes. Okay. Hurricanes, right now, I'm saying you know we go four and zero into FSU. And I'm crossing fingers that we pull the upset this year. That that that's my thing, you know. Whether whether they're going to pull out some special wrinkles or not, who knows? You know, we will see. I think right now they're trying to pull smoke and mirrors, and both with playing with the players, you know, putting this kid above this. Only kid on, on defense. Only on defense. But, everything everything straight up on offense. Well, yeah, because everyone knows what we're going to get on offense. They they know no hey. Game. No games being played, no issues. No. You know, things other than Walter Tucker being second team fullback to the to Gage Batten, who nobody really knows much about right now. And, Is and that the transfer from Auburn? Yes. That's the and, walk on. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and 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 you know Tucker had some issues during the off season that I'm sure he's still dealing with from a disciplinary standpoint. And you know, so I'm not that's sure. That's what I was going to ask you. What's the story with Walter? I oh, saw no. two years Don't ago know. for the spring game. He was he was a beast. With the yeah, ball in his hands, why don't they let him run more? Plays. If you don't see him on the field Saturday night, it's obviously going to mean he's suspended. So we'll see. 
He's one of the fastest players we have, and they have him at fullback. Why? He can't. I mean, he he he's a uh, he, he's not he's not a tailback. You know, he's a, he's a really good special teams guy. Um, I'm kind of surprised he didn't pan out at linebacker because to me he might be the kind of guy that could be a good middle linebacker. Um, but he's he's a really good special teams guy. He, he he can be effective as a fullback that occasionally gets the ball, and he can be an emergency tailback. But he's not an every down tailback. There's no comparison between him and Year B and Mark Walton, Gus Edwards. Oh, well, yeah, no, no, yeah, they're they're different animals. But two years ago in the spring game, he was running wild over people. Come on, you know that's a spring game. You got different guys on the field. It doesn't mean anything. He's not an every down tailback. Now, you might find a team out there that, that doesn't have Joe Yerby and doesn't have Mark Walton and doesn't have Traylon okay. Gray, and he might, be all, he might be the best they have, and they'll make him a tailback and, and play power football. I mean, I'm not, okay. saying you couldn't, I'm not saying if you had to survive with them, you couldn't. I'm just saying okay. you've, got be, you've got better options is what I'm saying. Okay, and, and one last thing. Well, I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out for the life of me, and I understand, you know what, if you – Golden's adhering to that philosophy, hey, if you have it, burn it. Meaning, he, he, I saw that he was planning to play 13 true freshmen. Why? I don't know. Why are you <laughs> burning these kids' time for garbage time? I don't know. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I can't answer that question. I mean, I Lawrence mean, Cager is going to be a very good receiver. I don't understand why he has to play this year. You know, you want a big. Well, yeah, I, I you, you agree want, with that too because I also think he has concussion problems that still linger. Well, no, I mean, you you want a big receiver on the field. Use David Njoku. You know, why do you have to play Lawrence Cager this year? I don't. I mean, I don't. Uh, you know, to me, at some point, you got to start stockpiling your talent. You know, I, yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, you know, I really don't. Um, ah. You know, and I think they got to play a couple of those guys. They just don't have anybody there, and they got to start developing players for the future. So I get it on the O line, um, but you know I don't. Uh, let me see. I'm just you know looking at what other freshmen made the. Um, You're going to play Kendrick Norton. Actually, that was one of the things I wanted to ask you about. And thank you for bringing me back well, to let's that. See. Let's see what happens when they play him. I don't want to. I don't want to. Well, why? Why are they burnt? That's another one. They're well, burning they're, they're, his... because they're terrible at that at the defensive at the defensive tackle position. And if Kendrick Norton is better than those guys, then he should play. But if he's not better than those guys and he's not going to give you thirty snaps a game, then I don't think he should play. And and I think we got to withhold judgment on that one. Because even, just, even the, good, just, I think we got to withhold judgment on Kendrick Norton just because they're, they're so they're so challenged at defensive tackle. And he maybe he's the best guy. But he's. He's the best guy in short, but he needs more development. And you're going to stymie that, especially a nose. No, nose, you come in, you chain those I, kids in the in the weight room, you teach them, you you turn them loose. Maybe they're redshirt sophomore year. Yeah, I I agree. He certainly could benefit from a redshirt year. But you know, I don't play I don't play Jaquan Johnson, and they love Jaquan Johnson. He's going to be a great player. Uh, but he's a five eleven. Well, DB, DB is different. DB, no, DB is minute, different. Why than, do you need to play yeah. him? He's a five eleven, hundred and ninety pound safety, and you have four veterans ahead of okay. him who are who, okay. who are I'll, who, I'll agree with that. Who, who can't get on the field themselves? You know, Jamal Carter, Rayshon Jenkins. This, right now, they're, those two guys are running second team. Why do you have to play a freshman? Why? I don't this get. This is it. true. It's true. You know, now, well, one other thing. I'm, I'm kind of curious with um. You had a you had a recruiting article up on um, on Ben Benjamin Fraser out of Georgia, 
And I'm, I'm kind of curious as to why it seems like Miami's, I don't want to say slow playing him, but kind of not making him an A-plus priority. And the reason I ask that is because I saw the game last year that Buford played against um, Trinity Christian. And when I tell you, if you can even look it up online, I think there's a YouTube of it too. Literally, ben Fra- Benjamin Frazier manhandled for four quarters, manhandled Kendrick Norton. Now, just, just from pure logic, if he manhandles Kendrick Norton and Kendrick Norton manhandles your team, then this guy can ha- manhandle your team. And he will, did that. And he did that as a junior. We we just had an article on him today, actually. Yeah, and and I, I saw that, and we're you know we're in his top five, my, but dude, they're in his top five. They should uh, be camped out on his doorstep. Well, I'm sure they're recruiting him very this hard. Kid. Pardon? I, I mean, he's he's been talking with Randy Melvin and Al Golden on a regular basis. He's probably going to visit Miami. But that's so, what I'm. It shouldn't. So, if you so see the proof in the pudding, if you you sell, I mean, you put everyone on him. Put put Cole, put whoever, put four coaches on this kid. Well, they okay, are. Don't you know? And to to make it into this, I'm like, okay, yeah. And then you you're competing against Ed O'Dron at LSU. You're competing at Mike Rump at Florida. You yes, it's huh? like. Well, that's you know, the earlier point. That's the earlier point I made. You have to have guys on the staff that can win that battle. You mm-hmm. have to be able to compete with those guys. If you're going to recruit anybody that's any good, you're going to have to slug it out with them. If you're recruiting a defensive lineman out there who's an elite player who can make a difference for your team, you're probably going to have to slug it out with Ed Orgeron. You know, you, mm-hmm. you're going to have to slug it out with the guy at Alabama. You know, you're going to well, have to slug it thing. out with the guy yeah, at well, Florida State and Ohio State. You're going to have to yeah. slug it out, and you've got to have guys on the staff that can win. And here, All right, here's hey, the let thing me, that uh, I think is... Let me let some other guys get on. You've been on for a while. Okay. okay so I'm going to let some other guys go. Hey, thank okay. you for being part of the show. Right, can you keep me on hold? You got it. Give us a call next week. All right, thanks. All right, let's go now to the 305, where you are now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? What's up? How are you doing, Gary? Doing good, doing good. Who's this? This is Kane nine one one. All right, Kane nine one one, talk to us. So man, th- what a crazy start to another season, huh? I mean, well, you know, we'll um, see. I mean, you know, we sit here and dissect and bisect everything. I mean, as we should. I mean, but we don't know how it's going to play out. But yeah, we I, certainly I, don't. And I think all of us start. as fans, we want, we want uh, this team to do well. You know, I think we're all. I think and that dovetails into what I want to say. I think we all love the players. You know, if there's some players listening out there, we all support you. Um, but obviously a lot of us just don't support the staff. Um, and that's just because of the simple fact that they can't win. I don't think it's the fact that they don't want to win. I don't think it's like some some sort of conspiracy. I just They just can't win. Well, no matter what win. they do. Uh, there's no doubt they, about they that. They certainly do. I mean, I think um, Al Golden's work ethic, him as a person, um, I don't think you could find a better person. He's a great guy. But at the end of the day, his uh, responsibility is, yes, is to raise good kids up there in in that squad, but it's also to win games. And so that's going to go into my, my main point is, you know, we got these players. We sent more players to the NFL last year than we won games. Okay, I'm starting with that. 
And I, I'm starting with that because it's, this is not a talent problem, man. I mean, we got to be honest with ourselves that if Al doesn't pull off like 10 and 0, there's a problem. Okay, we're supposed to beat BCC by 57 points. We're supposed to do things like this, but we're still beaten down as a fan base, and we're fighting amongst each other on your forum. That is, is I mean, a lot of people are just apathetic now. They're just, just not, they're like, I agree. You know, they don't but, know what to do. And, and the only thing that's going to change that is winning. That's yeah, exactly you need right. You need something to uplift everybody. You know, you're going to need to beat somebody good. It'll start with the Nebraska game. You know, I think that's the Super Bowl. You got to win that game, you, and and you got to avoid the trap at Cincinnati. And if you can go to Florida State at four zero, I think everyone's going to be excited, even with so everything too. we're talking about. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, because at the end of the day, we're all Canes. We're all Miami people. We love the Hurricanes, and we we you know we close ranks, but. Let me just make my point. Um, these kids, they come here, and they come here with dreams. They come here, they want to play football, they want to win a championship, they want to build a body for the NFL, right? They're not coming here to be philosophers or scientists. There's a whole academics first movement that caused these kids to have a ton of workload. That's just a side point. But even still, these kids bust their ass. And and unfortunately, they're not put in the proper positions to make plays. And so when you have these kids, okay, so we can't have it both ways. We can't say, okay, we have no talent, yet we sent seven guys to the NFL. It, it's just nonsensical, right? So we have talent. The problem is we have a recruiting regime under Al Golden that is just atrocious. I mean, you, you said the figures. We lost what, half or not more of these kids? Pretty close. Now, whose, Pretty fault, close to whose half. fault is that? Is, well, it's are, the coach's are we fault. Completely... It's that's poor exactly evaluation. Right. It's, yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. The coaches are the people who recruit these kids. Now, if they don't, if even if those kids don't pan out, if one of those kids drives over a freaking nun on Red Road, it's still Al Golden's fault. You know why? Because he offered a scully to that crazy person. And there is this kind of like uneasiness going into the season because, look, if we're going to look at at the past as any kind of, pre, you know, anything, if, if it's going to tell us anything, we're in for a rough season. We're in for a rough season. These guys are practicing slow. They're practicing soft. And, man, I mean, you just look at other camps across the country, look at Ohio State, look at FSU, man, these these guys have their big boy pants on. Yeah, and probably no. I, there's probably no comparison right now. I just hate I, it. I, I, I hate I would, to have to call in and have to even talk about this. I'm just tired of it, and I want my canes back. Yeah, I you know that's, that's what I hear. You know, obviously, obviously, I get around a lot, and that that's what I hear from everybody. Everybody just wants their program back. They want they 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 want they want to see the Canes be the Canes again, and and I and I think they will. I, you know, I don't I don't you know, whether it's this year or not this year. Uh, I, I think that Miami is a program that very quickly can get back to that level. And um, but you know, right now we're we're, we're in a situation where you've got a, a head coach taking his fifth year. And this is when 
it's 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 usually put up time for for coaches, and uh, I think you just got to see what happens. I mean, uh, you know, I'll be I'm the first one hoping that everything I see that I am concerned about is is you know ill conceived, and right. you know if they yeah. if they go out there and 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 they're a great defense, for example. Uh, and they upset Florida State and, and and compete for the ACC title this year. I will be the first one to say, great job, and you know they they proved that their way can work. Absolutely. Yeah. And it might not be exactly we, how you would do it or I would do it, but I'll say I'll say great job. They proved their way could work. But if they win seven eight games and they're on the outside, you know, looking in again and and watching Georgia Tech or or, or North Carolina or somebody else go play in the ACC title game. You know, no. I mean, that you know, that I don't think that's good. Well, let's let's go with that fall. hypothetical. So let's say Al Golden wins eight. You know, um, you know, to a lot of us, that's still not good enough. Do you think the admin is going to continue with Al? Um, I don't. I don't. Or I don't do you know. think? I, I I don't know. You know, I, I my instinct is no. You know, I I mean, I know I see. As somebody who covers the program and is is I who I feel is very objective when I do introspection on myself, and I wrote this a couple of days ago, I don't think they can afford to keep making excuses for failure. Just keep finding reasons to to say, oh, it's okay, it'll be better next year, and then the next year comes and it's not better. So let's see what happens. You know, we'll be here every yeah. week. Obviously. Um, you know, monitoring it and talking about it, and you know, let's see what happens here, and and you know, let, let's hope that they that they prove that their way can be the right way. You know, th- there's there's certainly more than one way to skin a cat. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there, there's yeah. more than one system. You know, you know, there's different types of offenses, there's different types of defenses. All have worked at different times, or, or most of them have. And there's more than one I- way to skin a cat. I think the only issue is is the inflexibility of Al Golden. I mean, listen to me. Bank on it when I say if he would have brought a tier one defensive coordinator to the program last year, we would be doing freaking handstands for him. I agree. And I think, you know, anybody would understand that. And... You know, right now Blake Blake James is a young athletic director. Okay, he's only in, he's only been there in that spot for a couple years now. Uh, he's not it's not his style to go tell the head coach what to do or whatever. But um, a strong, seasoned, experienced athletic director probably would not have allowed his football coach to not do that. Oh, Janikowski would have made that call for him. Yeah, you well, you you have to be able to sit down and say this is what you have to do. You, you know, yeah. for yourself. For you, for the benefit of yourself and for the benefit of the program, uh, this is what needs to happen to to keep everybody on board and 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 feeling positive about what's going on here. And you know, I just you know, and Blake is doing a phenomenal job. I mean, in no way, shape, or form can you knock the job he's doing as athletic director. I mean, he keeps improving the facilities. He's doing a great job raising money. Uh, people are very happy with Blake, uh, but. You know he's still a young athletic director, and, and that's not his style. And 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 he's not at the point where he was going to go do that. You know his feeling is I hire my coaches, and they pick their staff, and then I evaluate the whole thing. Um, yeah. I, I think I think Donna Shalala dictated that there wouldn't be any changes, and I think Blake you know fell into line 
with that, and and you know maybe he would have handled it differently if left to his own device. Maybe he wouldn't. Uh, but now this year, it it is his show, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, thank you for your time, Gary. Anytime. Hey, thank you for being part of the show. Six four six five nine five two zero four eight six four six five nine five two zero four eight is the number. Um, again, if you if you if you want to come on the show, all you got to do is um, hit the number one on your keypad, and and we will know that you are in the queue, meaning business, uh, look looking to come on and speak. Um, for those of you that are joining us a, a, a little late this evening, um, I, I let me. Um, do a little bit of a rewind here and refresh you on some business. Our show is being sponsored tonight by FanDuel.com, which has put out a special deal for Canesport Live and Canesport.com listeners and users uh, for tonight. The first 50 people that go and sign up for FanDuel.com and use the password, the passcode Kane, um, will get their initial deposits matched with bonus dollars up to $200. Uh, they have also created a canesport.com weekly fantasy league for us at fanduel.com, uh, which will you know come obviously with, with weekly cash prizes. Uh, it's going to be restricted to the first 100 people that sign up each week of the NFL season. Uh, the entry fee is $10. Uh, so you can go and, and uh, it, it, you can find it at fanduel.com forward slash Kane, C-A-N-E. Uh, and once you're signed up for FanDuel, you can participate with us each week in that Canesport.com, Canesport Live Fantasy Football League. So it's a, it's a deal I did for every, everyone's benefit. I thought everybody would have a lot of fun um, playing fantasy football as a group this year. Uh, if you go on there now, you'll see my my team's already been set up. I did it earlier this evening. Um, I am not going soft on you guys. I am fully intending to kick your royal butts and 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 be the king of this fantasy league this year. So, um, but you know, thank you of course to FanDuel.com for setting us up with all of this for this year. All right, um, I said earlier in the show also that I didn't want to let all the topics that you guys submitted go by the wayside. We talked earlier about the pictures um, that everyone's been wanting to talk about. If you've joined us late, uh, just do me a favor and, and go back and you'll be you'll listen to the first part of the podcast and you can hear uh, what I had to say about that. I don't want to you know get repetitive there. But another question that came in was about Art Kehoe and what a great job that Art did last year working through all of the injuries that occurred. And, um, you know, I, I was asked, you know, how, how will – this season compare with all of these new players. And, you know, I, I think Art has a monumental challenge w- with, with these guys this year and, and, and their lack of experience, obviously. And um, I, I think he's embraced that challenge. I, I, I think he's been working really hard with those kids in, in fall camp. Uh, I know that internally they're happy with the progress that they're making and they're happy with the work ethic and effort that they're seeing from that offensive line group. Um, but obviously it's going to be a little challenged. I mean, you, you, you just don't have a lot of proven players on the O-line this year, and there, there's going to be times they struggle. And, you know, I think the onus is going to be on James Coley a little bit in his play calling that every time he makes a call, I, I think number one priority has to be protection. And, and you know, you can't have Brad Kaya out there taking shots. And, um, and then number two, the, the biggest factor is going to be um, limiting the number of negative plays. And, and, you know, hopefully those guys will be able to function well enough that 
they're not taking a lot of negative plays on first or second downs that are putting them in bad situations on third down because that's where they could possibly really struggle. If they're in third and long on a regular basis, um, that third down conversion ratio, the percentage that they're looking to improve greatly this year, and that's been a huge priority in training camp, uh, can't possibly get much better if they're in third and long with an inexperienced offensive line. All right, um, 646-595-2048. Hit the number one if you want to come on the show. Let's go out now to the 864. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Are you with us? Hey, Garrett. There, there you are. Hey, what's up? Doing? doing good, doing good. Talk to us. All right. Uh, I got a question about, I guess, when was um, when was it Auburn? And uh, Oregon played for that championship. Um, three or four years? Three, three years, I but, think. Oh, three or four years. Anyway, what I'm saying is um, you made a comment back then about how big Auburn looked compared to Oregon when they came out. Uh, right? No, no, no. That was Alabama when they came to oh, play that, at Sun Life Stadium. That's right. That's right. That's my fault. My fault. Yeah. Anyway, was one of the best looking offensive lines I've ever seen. I mean, the 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 just the way those kids look physically and the way they played was unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, that that was the uh, they had the center that bit, that bent six hundred pounds, right? Yep. I think that's, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So my question is this: uh, as far as the top forty-four that we have, you know, the two deep on both sides. Do they look like, I mean, now after he's been there four or five years, do they look like they're ready to, I mean, are we where we need to be physically, speed-wise, size-wise? Um, I would say in I mean, most compared cases. To like, that, like compared to what you saw, you see what I'm saying? Like, you know, you saw in, something in different In most cases, there, I would say yes. Game. You know, you just don't, it's just you know it's just not a lot of seasoning on you know when you talk about the O line. I mean, I don't think I don't think height and weight is, is an issue at all. I I think it's it's seasoning and I think it's it's maybe quality of players. You know, I mean, okay. Trevor Darling so, played as, as a right tackle last year and had his had his moments ups and downs. He's being forced to now play left tackle, uh, which is you know probably the most important position on the line. That's why those guys get drafted at the upper end of the first round every year in the NFL draft. Um, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> you know, I'm not. I'm not sure yeah. that Trevor Darling is going to be able to handle elite pass rushers when they exist on the other side of the ball. I mean, like you know, when you play like a Florida State, for example, when you play a Clemson, uh, those teams usually have some pretty good defensive ends that can get after the quarterback. Uh, I'm not sure that, that Trevor Darling is going to hold up in those situations. We'll see. Maybe he will, and I'm sure he's getting yeah. great coaching from Art Kehoe because Art always does a good job coaching his guys. Um, but you know that's that that's a, a potential issue, I think. Um, Alex Gall is a junior now coming in. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen there. He hasn't played much. There's no, there's no, there's nothing to go by there. You know, so obviously you're a little concerned. Yeah. Um, Nick Linder did a decent job last year as a freshman playing at guard. Now he's moving over to center. Um, you know, I, I I like Nick Linder. I think he's got a great attitude. He's a smart kid. Uh, as a center, he sh- he should be pretty serviceable. I mean, I would I would think he'll do fine. Um, Danny Isadora is, is an experienced guy at, at right guard. Should be the best the best on the on the O-line, I would think, uh, this year. Um, and then right tackle, you've got 
Sonny Adagwu and uh, I guess backed up by Casey McDermott. And you know, I really thought Casey McDermott was going to win that job. I'm I'm very surprised. You know, um, Sonny is a kid that's going to have to prove it to everybody. Every time he stepped on the field last year, there was a problem. Whether it was on offense, we, you know, they, if they put him yeah. in the game yeah, and tackle. He didn't, he didn't know where the sideline was on one play. I know that. Yeah, I, I remember that specifically. That's right. Yep, that's right. On special teams. Right, well, let me, so let, let me get to my next question. So I, I see what you're saying. So with, you, you're saying physically, you know, because at first we were out of condition when he first got there. We didn't know how to tackle. You know, we, we weren't the size we needed to be. You know, we just weren't in condition. So now we're there. We, we got the size. We're in condition. I mean, he's pretty much got. I mean, as far as our physical capabilities, we're ready to go. So we're looking now. I, I think it's lacking it's a little bit. The, the one place, let, just stop you for one second. The one place I think it's lacking a little bit is defensive tackle. Yeah. Okay. I got you. Yeah. There. Well, I mean, that, we just don't have talent there. Yeah. That's but we do I have there. So that was leading to my next question. Okay. You know, at, at the beginning of this camp, this fall camp, you heard this. I mean, it was. Coming out in the media, we got depth, Kyle. We got people, you know. There's no freshmen on the, you know. It looks like on the on the first and second team, there's really no freshmen, and we haven't seen this in a while, you know. But really, really, is it is this true? Hey, we've got ta- uh, depth, but it's there, there. There's no talent whatsoever. Really, no about, talent on that depth. I mean, across the whole, player. just the whole team as it goes. You know, we got the whole team. now. We don't have to play freshmen. Just as a whole, I mean. Is it not true that we just don't really have talented depth is what I'm saying? I think on offense they do have talent. But, you know, the, I, I think I, – I really I really do. I think at the receiver position, I think those guys are talented and can do a lot of damage. Um, I love the tight end H-back group. I think those guys are talented, can do a lot of damage. Yeah, um, I mean the big boys in the middle. I'm talking about offense and defense. The big guys I don't in think the middle. I don't think there's either depth or a lot of great talent. Uh, on either yeah. line, on either line, yeah. no. Okay. I mean, I'll tell you, I love, the way, I love the way Kamalu looks. I mean, he, you know, Kamalu, he's six six, three hundred pounds, man. You look at that kid, and he's chiseled, and I mean, he looks what an elite defensive lineman in college should look like. Well, you know, he said he can play all three techniques, did he not? Yeah, I mean, pretty he, much. He, he said he can play the one, the three, and the five. That's what he yeah. just said today. Yeah, I mean, so, but that's, I mean, I, I believe it because, you know, the first time we ever saw him, his arms hang to the ground. And, and I mean, he was probably 260 then. You so won't see 300. Somebody, yeah. I mean, he's, he's impressive a, a now, physically. Yeah, look he, at he is. I mean, I could imagine what he looks like now that he's 300 pounds. Like, I'm just saying, I mean. At, you look at Ufamba Kamalu and stand next to him, you're like, oh, my God. Okay? I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember the first time they interviewed him. I was like, "What in the? Who is that?" You know. But anyway, so let me. This is my next question. Okay, so but just to we know we don't just have to a lot qualify, of talent. Just to qualify really quick. Now, we're, we're talking about a guy that played in 13 games last year. Okay, who had a total of 34 tackles in 13 games, and four of them were for loss. Not the match tackles up. Is it not true that the way he runs his defense is most of the time? I mean, we line up in a four-three, but we don't we 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 drift into some other type of formation after the ball snap. We or either we line up in a three and play a four, or we rush five. I mean, they're they're multiple. They're doing all kind of stuff up there. You know, you know, we might line up in a four-three, but they're doing all kind of stuff. But my my thing is, is that really they're supposed to funnel the runner through the gaps to the to the linebackers, right? Really, ain't that the way that they really look at their defense, I mean, their tech, their, that's their whole 
you know, hey, just hold the point of attack, funnel the runner to the linebacker so they can do their job. Yep. But that just don't seem to happen. Um, but my thing is, I mean, I, I don't see pressure is enough for me. I don't, I don't really look at having a whole bunch of tackles by a tackle or a nose or whatever really being that big of a deal is if the quarterback's running for his life the whole time and they never catch him. I mean, you know, and running backs get by linemen often. I mean, shifty backs do anyway. But uh, it, let me ask you this. What's the tipping point? Have we already re- reached the tipping point as far as he goes? Because I see a circle of circle of just nonsense. I mean, well, let, let's see how the year turns year. around. Let's see how year. the season he, goes. You got you got to you got to let the season. Well, I'm saying, is this the year though? If he doesn't do ten and two, that's the only thing that's really going to return, in my opinion. If he doesn't do ten and two, and it completely turns the recruiting class around that's coming this year, he's done. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't think another, that put a number like that on it at this point. You know, I th- I think you just got to let it play out. Let let let's see how the season goes. Eight All right. four. Eight and four with the ACC. I mean, there's no – okay, eight and four, he's not going to the Coastal. He's not, he's not winning it, eight and four. Because you know what four losses are going to be. No. You know. Yeah, no. no, that's not going to get it done. You know what they're going to be. Yeah. Nine and three and, and a Coastal appearance, maybe. But he, they, those three, he need, they need to be winning big time. Yeah, and I you're just not don't see able... him getting the players because he constantly, well, I need to get more. We know he don't have the talented depth. we got to have that. He's not going to get it. He's not going to get it unless he – I mean, this is the year. I think our tipping point's already been met, really, because if, if the if athletic, athletic director can't see that this is going to continue, and it's not his fault. I don't think it's necessarily Golden's fault, but he's stuck. I mean, he's stuck, man. He can't get out of it. He now can't coach his way uh, out of it. Let's I see mean, how it plays That's just my opinion. Yeah, you I got you. And, and, I, and, I, and he can't and coach I think, his way out of it, period. So let think, him go, you know. Well, I think I like a lot of guys lot but, of agree with you, you know, so let's see how it plays out. All I mean, right? Don't get me wrong. I like Al. I believe, I mean, I know he's a good guy, and I ain't trying to, you know, I mean, I know he makes 2.5 a year, and I don't, I ain't trying to say just fine because, but it's just, if you think about Miami, it's, hey, man, you know, you, <laughs> he just can't keep going on. I mean, you just you just can't keep going like this. I don't see it changing. I mean, even if even if he if he talks to himself, you know, looks at how things are going, he would probably admit to it. You know. All right, let's let some other people to. get on. Hey, thank you, it. thank you so much for being part of the show. Thank you. You got it. All right, six four six five nine five two zero four eight. If you want to come on, just hit the number one on your keypad, and that'll send us a little signal there that lets us know that you want to speak. Now let's go out to the 904. You're now live on King Sport Live. Yes, yeah, so I just wanted to ask a question about the uh, defense, the defense and recruiting. Is this the type of defense that they want to run this 3-4? Why not recruit guys that, that play in the 3-4 in, in high school? I mean, I, I'm not sure it's that easy. You know, it, it's it's not. You know, you're looking for the best players that you can get. And if you're a great defensive tackle, I don't think it matters whether you line up three, four, or four, three. You know, we were talking about it about it yeah. earlier, and I was I was saying that when I look at the personnel on defense, I think I think this is four, three personnel based on what I see. Um, but it, it doesn't really matter if you're a defensive tackle. 
you know, if you could play three four, you could play you could play four three as a defensive tackle, right? right? So, you know, I don't think it's I don't think it's really like that. I, I think you go out and you try to recruit the best players you can. So have anyone ever sat sat down with Al, or have you ever told him that, hey, look, man, the defense ain't working with these guys. It ain't working. If you switch it around and play to their strength, and then we you you have much much success. Oh, no, oh, why not look at unfortunately, he hasn't made me my um, he hasn't made me his quality control guy yet. <laughs> I'd love to be, you know. I think I've got some pretty good ideas, and I think I've got a pretty good picture oh, yeah. based on my experience of what's going wrong there, um, and why, despite all the effort and and, and sweat that that goes into their day to day lives there, that they're they haven't been successful in the past. But uh, no, I haven't been given that that job yet. So I'm here with you guys. So will it even make any any difference that they hire someone like Clint Hurt or the guy from uh, LSU or Oregon for the defensive line coach? Because I mean, if they're gonna run the same, they're gonna run the same style defense. You know, where they holding up the line when at the point of attack. Then what's what's the point I mean, of bringing them type of coaches in? I, I think more than anything, they they needed some new ideas and, and they needed some more expertise. I mean. You know, it's everything's all great, but the bottom line is there's no track record there, and there's no track record of winning. Um, you know, there's no track record of being able to be successful in big football games. Now it's year five; it hasn't worked so far. To me, you, you, it was a lease on life to get a fifth year, and you got to make it count. You got to be willing to change up and do something different, and, and that's not the direction they went. So, you know. What, where it stands right now is every everybody out here needs to be proven wrong, you know, and they, and they need to be shown that there's more than one way to skin a cat, like I said earlier, and that that way can work too. And 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 the results of this year will answer that question. Yeah, you're right. They right. Keep that up. All right. <laughs> keep me right, anything else? Anything else? All right. We'll no, leave you on hold. Hey, being part of the show. All right, let's go out now to the 850. You are live on Kane Sport Live. With us? 850, going once. You with us? Twice? All right, you're going to have to call back. All right, let's go to the 706 now. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Hello? Come on, guys, if you don't want to come on the show, don't hit the number one. Number one tells me you want to talk. Let's go to the 561. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary, this is Bev Avino. How are you? Doing good, doing good. How are you doing tonight? I'm, I'm doing good, buddy. I got a couple of different things I wanted to, to run by to get your take on it. I guess, one, it, it seems like a couple of weeks ago, you know, everyone was hearing so many positive things about Treyon and, and, and Walter Tucker and how his role was expanding. And then, you know, I think we hear Gus goes down and everybody just is kind of like getting a kick in the gut, like, oh, he was the one that was going to be kind of taking the workload of, of the carries. Is it just, is it pass blocking? Is is that the shortcoming right now where we're, we're not seeing those guys kind of being the lead guys? I, I know Mark's supposed to be amazing, but he is a true freshman. So I'm just wondering, like, what what's the disconnect, at least from your no, perspective? I I don't I I I do agree with you. Pass blocking is going to be an issue, and and we're going to have to see how that works out. But I don't think there's any disconnect at all with those running backs. I I think Mark Walton has been an absolute phenom in training camp. 
has mm-hmm. looked has looked great in every scrimmage and, and in pretty much every practice. And they think Mark Walton's going to be a superstar at the University of Miami. Really? So, yeah, well, yeah, he, he, he kind of showed out in states just like Duke did his last year of high school. So, I mean, there, there's definitely some similarities there where those guys really earned that fifth star. Yeah, he's doing great. Mark Walton is doing great. Um, Joe Yearby's Joe Yearby. He's had a good camp, uh, should have a good season. Uh, and, and the guy, and I, everyone's been obsessed with this guy and and you know he he does have great athletic ability came into camp in great shape and I'm talking about Trayon Gray he has mm-hmm. really come on in the last week okay, okay. And, and he he's he is really starting to get it and it's at the point now where they have expectations for him and you mm-hmm. know James Coley after the last scrimmage mentioned him and he, he was a little upset with Trayon because um you know now like I said they have expectations for him and he and they didn't feel that Trayon did as well in that last scrimmage as they would have liked to see him do, and there were you know there were times that you know maybe he let his technique and in in running mm-hmm. football uh, slack a little bit, but but he's really yeah. come on. He's come on good in the last week or so, and and looks like he's going to be able to make a contribution this year. And you know not just because they need him to, uh, which they do now, but because he's Absolutely. developing as a, he's developing as a player. And and Ice Harris is doing a really good job with those running backs, and um, we're just going to have to see how they hold up in pass protection, like you said. Um, but, you know, the the expectation is certainly there that they're all going to do well. Right, awesome. Okay, well, uh, it's funny that you say that. It's, I, so I'm, I'm wondering, and this might even have a kind of a correlation with I think everybody kind of, you know, going to the wall about the pitchers, which I, I appreciate, you know, kind of the, the the photography company's perspective and yours because that is what it is, right? It was It was kind of a family moment, if you will, of kids being silly and doing their thing. But I think what happens, you know, at least the sediment is, you know, back in the day, it was kind of like, you know, even like when Ed Reed came in and gave his speech at halftime talking about how, you know, he puts his heart into it. And, you know, Quan told us that we need to go all out. That That's kind of the problem, at least, at least outside looking in. And again, you know, being distanced from the program. But, you know, back in the day, it seemed like, you know, who's the hardest, meanest, baddest man in that locker room? And I'm, and I'm choosing my words wisely saying, man, where everybody wants to follow them, where they inspire effort and everybody is going out all the time. Because like a good example, you were just mentioning Trayon right there. I've always heard amazing things about the kid. You see him on film and you're just like, man, that guy was a quarterback. That's insane. You know, but it's like literally saying the time is now. You're not saving it. You're not waiting for something. You don't need to have a crowd there. You need to show us. You need to show your teammates. We need to do it now. So I think that's when everyone kind of had that reaction. And even though it's been taken down, it's kind of watered to the bridge. It's one of those things where other people can hold on to it and almost kind of make that association where they're they're soft or they're silly, and they're not you know they're not the canes of old, and, and they don't have championship caliber pedigree as far as what it takes between you know in the helmet, if you will. You know, what are your thoughts on that? I don't disagree with you at all, you know, and and, and I think that that's and, and it's a hard and I, yeah, and I, and I I feel bad saying that, you know, but I mean, it's just kind of one of it's it's one of those things, right? It's I I don't I don't know. I I think that's where everyone kind of gets that 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 gasp of like, oh man, you know, <laughs> man, they shouldn't have posted those, you know, that's rough. But then but then it kind of you kind of see it in other areas. While it be very small, it's it's all those little things that kind of create the tailspin. Like when we lost last year against Florida State, I mean, yeah, of course we were a better team than that, but it became what are we playing for? 
And, and I get that. Don't put the cart before the horse where we want to win the Coastal before we can even talk about the national championship. But, man, sometimes when you look at the highest potential of, of success, you can create a plan and work your way backwards from there, not kind of being in the bunker when you're in there so long, you don't know what's going on around you to be, to be flexible and to adapt and to utilize the talent that's around you, like some of the other guys have mentioned. I mean, you had a lot of guys on tonight that were, you know, more articulate than I am, but I, oh, I you're think doing that's great. where, <laughs> well, no, I mean, I'm just, I'm just parroting what they're saying, but they're just, you know, it's just everyone is so passionate about it. And like a couple of callers said, it's about the kids and how hard they're trying and how much effort they're putting in. You, you want to be able to ride to the end with them. But, man, you just wish the coaches would just make some minor adjustments, even in the way they're communicating with you, not being defensive about real questions and having real answers behind them instead of kind of skating around them like, you know, we know more than you. We'll, we'll educate us, explain it. You know, don't just don't do coach talk all the time because it doesn't resonate with the parents. And even though when Mr. Herndon got on the phone, I think it was great to hear that there are a lot of families that believe, and that's obviously extremely important. But man, it's just you know, year five, it just you, you want it to happen so bad. But when you see some of the same things, you just can't help but be like, you know, could could it happen? You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's but it's here, man. You 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 got games. No, starting I'm with in, you. I agree. Yeah, I hope five so. days, I mean, I'm and, and those games are gonna they're gonna say they're gonna speak for themselves. Like you, I hate to sound no, like a broken no. record, but they're, they're gonna they're gonna come very quickly. <laughs> the season's gonna come and go faster than you know. Yeah, I know they always do. Week, one of last, those babies. Last question before I yeah, last question before I jump off and give someone else an opportunity. Are, are there any suspensions? I don't know if that was just kind of a rumor or grumblings on no, on when uh, the depth chart came I out. I think there's gonna be a few. I I, I don't okay, want to specu- gotcha. I don't want to speculate because no, I would no, hate to fine. say no, I would no, hate no, to no, say no, a gotcha. kid is gonna be suspended and be wrong. <laughs> you no, know? no 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 gotcha. Okay no no those I'm things happen. I just wasn't sure. Yeah, I'm expecting a few. All okay, right. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Really appreciate Thank it, man. Nice job with the show. Thank you for being part of it. Yep. Take care, Gary. All right. Six four six five nine five two zero four eight. Hit the number one if you want to come speak. Let's go to the seven seven five. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Yeah. Hi, Gary. I'm calling from Nevada. Um, hey, I've got a couple of couple of questions for you, and one comment. Uh, you mentioned something about. Uh, a defensive tackle can play uh, equally as well in three, four, and four, three. I, I take a little issue with that because uh, okay, maybe I'm uh, wrong. Yeah, well, you know, to, to play the three, four, you, you know, your, your job is not to penetrate; it's to hold up and let the linebackers get in. And, and whereas in a four, three, the defensive tackles, you remember Sap when he took the, took control of the Florida play, State game play at home. Play much more aggressively. You're right about that. Yeah, they play and they go in and you know and so so you know that's why we lost force. And the minute they came in and showed that new defense at three four, we lost force and we lost all those key defensive players that first year they came in and that really hurt. And so um, so so that was my comment. Now my question is, on a three four, you, you really need uh, if it's going to work, uh, the emphasis on the nose tackle. You really need a nose tackle that commands every down a double team. If you don't get that double team, the, the three four just won't work, and they'll just run 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 you off the field, which is yeah, what happened last that. year. They do not have that player on the team. I'll I'll say that. I was no wondering. I'll say then that then without then any we're, 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 They do not have a guy that commands a double team. I see. Uh, I was wondering about Kendrick Norton. I watched his uh, many of his replays, and uh, 
I mean, as many of his, uh, you know, uh, games from his sophomore and junior year, and he's got a, a brilliant strip first step. I think he's probably the, his body is designed for for the three four as a nose tackle. You don't think that he could develop into that uh, double? I think it's asking with, a lot uh, for a true freshman to be that. Now, maybe he's Superman and he can, but we'll see. But yeah, yeah. I mean, how many? Well, if we don't freshmen... have, uh, that's what I want to ask you. If you think we don't have it, and I, I respect you, then uh, well, how many true freshmen I mean, have you seen that can do that? They can walk no, into I'm not college about, football I mean, and be I a know, dominant player. I know more. I know. Yeah, I know more is not the answer, and I know. Uh, 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 you know, I, I, White Kirtle, is not I, the answer. I don't know. Is not the answer. White, yeah, yeah. So we're, I don't you know, know why Hurtle the hell we're. Hurdle is serviceable. He's a strong kid. Yeah. He's a senior, but, three hundred and fifteen pounder. Um, he's a serviceable nose tackle or in my mind he could play defensive tackle too he he's serviceable yeah, but the real question is can he can he can he can he command that double team if you can't get a no. nose tackle then 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 it's the worst worst freaking defense uh that for this team that's what i was saying that's that. what i said earlier that's why we so. that's for those people who always question on your show or in on emails i read your emails i don't post very often but I uh, I read you read these people that are questioning why we can't recruit big defensive tackles. Well, if you're a Warren type tackle, do you think you're going to want to come and play in a three four and spend your time uh, playing two gap and holding up linemen so so and not penetrating? There's no freaking way. And one of your other callers, I thought was articulate. He said that uh, he didn't understand why we're stressing aggressive. Uh, uh, tackle play, uh, and you know, we're using a three-four, which is not designed for that. I mean, unless they come there with some sort of a new wrinkle on the three-four, where the, you know, I, I mean, I can't even imagine that. So, but maybe there is. Maybe they're just going to use uh, the, the, t- the tackles on the three-four, or the or the you know, the two to one tackle, I guess, to to try and penetrate. But uh, uh, I, I, I just, I just. I mean, if, I just, if you're an offensive, if you're an offensive coordinator, are you going to double team um, a guy that had 25 tackles in 13 games last year? No, I mean, if, if you can't, no if, you, if you don't have it, you have to have a, a a great nose tackle to play the three four. It's just there's no question about it. Anyone who's played me, I played college football. If you if you if you don't have a, a, a commanding presence in, uh, uh, as a nose tackle, there's no way to three four works. It just it just won't work. It's impossible. And and if we don't have one, then you're and I I guess I agree with you. I was hoping that Kendrick Norton might might be that guy. But anyways, let's let's uh, let's not beat that to death. The next question I have is, uh, and the last question, the only other question is, is Coley? I'm I'm I think Coley is a brilliant recruiter as an offensive coordinator. He's a brilliant recruiter, and he's putting together a hell of an offense. But my one concern, and I want your opinion, is is what I seem to be a seeming inability to improvise at halftime. And, uh, you know, I played uh, college uh, quarterback, and I started two years. And uh, I played some for some pretty damn good coaches. And I can tell you the really good coaches, offensive coordinators, they, they, have, a, they, have, a, they have a strategy in that first half, but they also know that the, uh, the other team is going to improvise and, and shut down uh, much of the benefit of that, of that strategy. So they have an alternative strategy for the second half. I mean, I've, I've been part of that. Uh, I don't you, think he does. You, you, I think he you, comes out with a great game plan, uh, and it works in the first half, and then they shut it down, and then he's finished in the second half. I, I wonder well, that, if this you know, guy has got the brain power point. to. 
you know, you're making a great point, and and that was obviously really magnified in the Florida State game last year when he had a spectacular game plan to start the game. They jumped out of the gate really fast, and and then from the 11 minute mark of the second quarter on, they got outscored 20 to three, and Florida State adjusted on defense, and they didn't have like you said, that second game plan in their back pocket to come out. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, But I think that that's part of his progression as an OC. Um, he's really only been on his own as a coordinator for the couple years that he's been at Miami. And, I, you know, hopefully, and I'm a huge James Coley fan. I, I mean, I think he's far and away the best assistant on the staff right now. Um, mm-hmm. That you know, you start to see that this year. I mean, it, 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 you should yeah. start to see that this year, you know, where he's got a lot of different things that he can throw at people. And um, I know I've seen it in the time that I've been on the practice field this fall. I, I think that they, they have a lot of things that they can do with the personnel and a lot of flexibility. Um, and I think they're going to give a lot of people problems if the O-line holds up. Yeah, I agree with you, but I've noticed too, but it wasn't just the Florida State game. It was every game. He starts off with a great yeah. plan, and but then they really- paid. And I it was, was really magnified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was really magnified in the Florida State game because of how good they were in the first quarter. Right, and and then they took the foot off the gas pedal. But but I think that uh, Coley. I'm not sure that's seen to... a lot of wait. Time out, time out. A lot of people have said that. Yeah. I'm not sure that's true. I'm not sure they took the foot off the gas pedal. I think Florida State made adjustments. Yeah, but that gets like my that foot off the gas pedal. Florida State stopped letting them hit deep balls. Yeah, I understand. But, but what I'm what, that's my point initially. I I just hope and pray that Coley somehow grows to the point where he recognizes that he's he's going to have a great game plan because he's smart enough and creative enough to do it. But he also has to know that that's not going to work in the in the third quarter, and and he has to have an alternative strategy. He needs to practice it before the freaking game. That's what the hell. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I set up teams. I re- I recall, you know, never ro- uh, never rolling out uh, to the opposite side after I, s- I sent some man in motion to the right, and we set the t- we set up that game that way. In the first half, it was a close, relatively close game. In the, in the second half, we went at the right time. We we exposed the rollout to the other way. The other team wasn't prepared, and we was but we had planned that during the week. Our coach at opposite corner had planned. It. I don't think Coley ever makes these adjustments. And I just hope to hell that he's smart enough and creative enough to, to grow into that. And if he isn't, then, then he, <laughs> he's got a quarterback. We're going to have a very... he's, he's got a quarterback now with some seasoning, which for the first time, really. Uh, you know, I, I, so I think you've got to feel pretty good about that. And, yeah, uh, you know, I think he should be progressing as an OC. And that this year he should start showing you some stuff. Yeah, well, right, he's going to have to put a lot of points on the board. Anything else for us tonight? That's it. All right. Hey, thanks for being Thank part you. of the show. You got Thank it. Thank you. Give us a call next week. All right, let's go out now to the um, let's go to the 305, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? Hey, Gary. How are you? Doing good, doing good. Who's this? Uh, this is Cino305. Hey, what's up, Cino? Um, good, good. So I got uh, basically just one question uh, because I just got on and I didn't really hear what people were talking about. So I'll, I'll just ask one question. It, if this, okay, so I know you've been. I, I mean, you're you're the closest person to the program, you know, that probably everybody here on your website 
uh, you know, are, are speaking to. So as close as you are for so many years, you have to know and you have to, I'm sure, talk to on, on a pretty maybe regular basis people, some people that are very powerful within the, within the institution, within the school, okay, on the athletic department side. So my question for you is, can you give us a little something that if this, this season doesn't work out well and Golden is gone, is there anybody they're talking about that might there's two this is two two part question. A, is there anybody that they that you might be hearing a name that's coming up within those circles? No. And B I mean other than the other than the names everybody else is throwing out. You know, I mean it, obviously everyone's talking about Greg Schiano, everybody's talking about Butch Davis, everybody's talking about Mario Cristobal. You know, I mean that those names aren't any secret as potential candidates if, if Al Golden has to be replaced. But they're, they're, they're do you not, think they'll go in one of those directions? I don't. I have no idea at this point. No idea. Okay. Because the next part of my – because this is not looking good. I mean, honestly, uh, I'm uh, you know a big Kane fan, and I, and I actually thought probably a month ago it was looking good, and I liked what I was reading. I mean, with the defense starting to, you know, to, to, to push. and But with looking at this depth chart – it just looks like nothing is going to change. And when nothing changes, you're going to probably most likely after four years, you know, probably get the same results. You know, yeah, I, I didn't like the depth chart either. I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. I agree with you. <laughs> yeah. But we'll see. I mean, it's I think weird. you got to let it play out. I mean, it's going to play out, but, you know, most likely this is not a championship coach. Most likely this is not a championship type of team, and people want to see something. You know what I mean? I mean, we've been – you know, I've been watching the Canes since I was a little kid. I'm 31, you know, and I've been going to the Orange Bowl when I was a little when I was a little kid. My whole life, I've been a Canes fan, and you know, this watching this, I've never seen something this bad. Like I've never seen the Canes be this bad in 31 years. You know what I mean? No, let's see what happens. They haven't played a game yet this year. Okay. Maybe they go out. I know it's Bethune Cookman, but maybe they go out there Saturday night, throw throw fifty plus points up on the board, look good doing it, and you move that's on. I mean, to the next that doesn't mean much it, though, it, because it, when they step up, that no, doesn't mean much though, because the, the, it, it means yeah, the, nothing. The, but it can make you feel. The problem better. with this, the, 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 it, it really kind of won't, because the reality is this team. There's All right, no but it won't make you feel worse. Okay, you're not going to feel worse. <laughs> well, no, we're not going to feel worse. You, you, we might get a little bit excited because it's football season and we're looking good. But exactly. the reality is, but. Gary, you know, you know that this team, the offense is going to be strong. I mean, we, we've had a good offense. Even last year, our offense was good. I mean, in every game, we had moments where our offense looked really good, even against like Nebraska and FSU. The issue is, can our defense do anything, make any real plays, have some impact, change the game? We know that's not going to happen with this defense. Very similar to last year. Maybe, maybe right. not so, quite – Probably not quite as good because you don't have Denzel. So this is a seven-win team, most likely. You know what I mean? So I said eight, and but um, you know, yeah, I mean, somewhere around there, seven or eight wins. But, there, yeah. But this is not a ten, eleven-win team. You know what I mean? I don't. I mean, I don't think it is. But and he's not. We don't have a ten, eleven-win coach. I mean, it's pretty clear. I know you don't want to say that, but so then the second part of my question, I'll just I'll make it quick. I, I know you don't like talking about this kind of stuff, but I'll just ask it anyway, and then you tell me what you think. If we do get another coach like, a, let's say, you know, a Greg Schiano or Mario Cristobal, one of these guys that they're probably going to look at, how long would it take for a guy like that? Is it even possible for the Canes to ever come back and become a real powerhouse? My personal opinion, if, if you yeah, get it, 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 
if you if 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 it gets to that point where you have to make a change and a and a high quality coach comes in and puts together a high quality staff, I think you're looking at two to three years, based on what then, based, based on where I think the roster is right now. Well, that's pretty good. I hope that answers your question. Yes, sir. I appreciate it, Gary. Can you leave right. me on the phone? Yes, sir. Hold. Thank, hey, thank Thanks, you for man. being part of the show. Thanks. All right, let's go out now to the 706. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary, how you doing? Doing good. Who's this? Uh, Gary, this, this, this is Sebastian from Columbus, GA. How are you? Hey, I got a doing couple of things I wanted to ask you about. One of the things you talked about today was asking about the depth charts, about AQM and also uh, Chad Thomas. Are they in a doghouse? Are they going to get suspended? Or Al is just not really... He has so much faith in these young guys coming forward. AQM, I don't know, and I don't want to make a prediction and be wrong. Uh, Chad Thomas, I have not heard a thing that would suggest that he's in any kind of doghouse or any kind of trouble or anything. I, you know, I don't know if the, you know, they've got him behind Kamalu on this depth chart. I I think his role right now is going to be on on passing downs, whether it's second down or third down. I think he's going to be an interior an interior guy on second and third downs in passing situations. And I think that's going to be his role right now. But I think he has enough speed to come off the edge to really cause havoc. Do you disagree well, I'd love, to see, I'd love to see him try. You know, I mean, he looks pretty good to me. I'd love to see him try to be a three-down defensive end. Okay. I'm looking at the depth chart, and I don't have that much faith in it because just like uh, uh, the running back who – fractured his foot or whatever foot injury. I don't really believe what the coaching staff is really saying anymore as far as what's going on with the team. But what is your sense as far as the talent we have as far as what's our ceiling and what's our floor as far as coming into this, and coming into the season? Because there's not too many guys, too many teams on the roster that I think we have absolutely no shot at what's beating. Oh, but I agree. It's going, it, comes yeah, down, I agree. it comes down. Do you disagree with me on that? I don't. No, I like, totally agree. I, I, I don't think see the Ohio last ten... State or Alabama where we have no, no. shot at beating them. No, there's none of those on the schedule, and and I don't think Florida State is in that cl- classification this year either. I, um, a lot of people think Clemson has a chance to make the fourteen playoff at the end, but I mean, when I look at those last ten games, I think they all stand on their own two feet. I think they're all winnable, and I think they're all losable. And I think this season can fall any place. There is nothing that would happen out there that would surprise me. It, it wouldn't surprise me if they somehow found a way to win, you know, I said eight. Um, even if they won nine, I wouldn't be stunned. And I wouldn't be stunned if they won, if they won five. <laughs> I mean, I, I, think it could go, know, I think it could go I, either I way. We, I feel we could be a five and eight team. I feel we could be a ten and two team. I mean, I, I mean when, I, when I look at I, – I, here's the perspective I'm coming from. Right now I'm watching the clip because I was going to be on the call of Florida State playing Miami back in 1999. Butch Davis did not have nearly the talent for that 99 team that was playing that Florida State team. And they hung with him for a whole entire quarter. But what I saw in that team was the attitude the Canes had. They hated Florida State. They hated them with a passion. They they got sick and tired of being – their stepchildren. They got sick and tired of them coming down to South Florida and taking our athletes because I told you, I said along uh, long enough, if Florida State don't have South Florida talent, they're not at the top of the ACC. And until we get that kind of attitude and that type of vibe, we're not going to get back to the upper echelon of the coastal. 
or even winning the ACC. What is Florida State without Davin Cook last year? Do you understand what I'm saying? I that's do. the thing that just that that's the thing that just gets under my skin as far as this team. And I don't think Al Golden has that type of understanding. You can you can chop Florida State legs off if you can build that wall against South Florida talent from leaving. I think he understands you know? it. I think he's tried to build the wall, but he just haven't been able to do it. Okay. Now here's my second point. I think offensively, I think we're going to be okay. I think James Cole is growing as an offensive coordinator. He has a quarterback that you can do a lot more with than you could have done last year. But what I don't see is I don't know if I see it from the defensive side of the ball where we can dictate to the other team what we're going to do. Butch Davis, he was a defensive coach, and even though he had limited talent or inferior talent, he knew how to execute. He knew how to put a game plan together and really kind of team to adjust and to counter-adjust and to really pull it out sometime, somehow in the end. And I just don't see that with their defensive staff. I just, I mean, I, I'm floored as why our safeties is not, you know, uh, Jenkins and Bush. Uh, you know, maybe Jenkins is coming back from the injury and he's not all the way back. But I'm thinking Jamal Carter, was, after his, was it his fourth year in the program, would have yep. developed to the no, point third. where he should be able to take that starting position. I don't think we need to play Jaquan Johnson. I don't think we need to play Lawrence Cajun because when they're fifth-year seniors or when they're a senior, a fifth-year senior inside the program, that's when we should be, like, running the ACC. I agree. You gotta, sometimes you got to stockpile talent. I mean, it's okay, okay for guys to have more than 10 reps a game, you know? Um, the, other, the, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about is how – atrocious, or what is the status of our linebacking core? I mean, do we have anything that's anything close to 50% of what Denzel offered us, or we just going to struggle? I don't I don't think so. I was hoping that Juwan Young would progress in fall camp and, and compete, but he's been hurt. <laughs> so so they're, they're in a tough spot at linebacker right now. Uh, you know, I don't like it. Maybe, you know, they'll, surprise, and that, and that, maybe they'll surprise us. And, I mean, I like Jermaine Grace. I, I think there's going to be times, you know, when he's going to be overpowered in the run game, but I think he's going to make a ton of plays. I mean, he's a great athlete. I like great Owens. I, I like Owens on the outside. Owens I think, is a good, I think is a good prospect. Probably, probably should have redshirted last year and should be a redshirt freshman right now, uh, but he's right. a sophomore. And I know they right. feel like he can do some things. Um, to me, you know, Rafael Kirby is the is, is the wild card. You know, I, I don't personally feel that he's going to be a front-line middle linebacker. I, I, I think it's asking a lot. We'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm happy to be wrong. Front, if we don't have that front-line middle linebacker, we're not going to be able to, to do yeah. anything. I'm happy because to be, be, be wrong. Our defensive tackles don't, don't, don't particularly make any plays. Um, how soon we know if we're going to keep this coaching staff or we're going to be looking for a new coaching staff? Is it, you is it October? Is Got to let it play out. I think a, you'll. I think you'll know by the end of October. Yeah. You know, I, I think. think I, 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 I think October is going to be key too. Because you'll know, even, I think you'll know by the end of October. Yeah. Um. Uh, oh, there's one other question. I, I there's one other question I wanted to talk to you about. Are there any unsuspected injuries that we don't know anything about? Don't think so. Uh, you know, I mean, somebody started a rumor on the board about Quan Muhammad having a hip flexor or something the other day, but I, I seriously doubt the accuracy of that. Okay, 
And the last question I uh, last question I have for you on our offensive line is: This a year where we're just going to have to play a lot of get guys to get them ready, or is there any way that we can have a decent set of solid eight that can carry us through the season? Wait, say that again. For this year, for the offensive line, are we just going to have to play a lot of young guys, or do you think we have a good, solid eight that no, can carry I, us through the season? I, I think they got seven guys they feel comfortable with right now going into a game. I, I think that the, the freshmen, they're going to try to get them some playing time, hopefully here early in the year. If the games become blowouts, I, you know, I think you'll see St. Louis and, and Gauthier in there. But I think right now, in the heat of battle against real teams, they got seven guys they feel comfortable putting on the field. Okay. Is there any chance that Jamal Carter's, I mean, uh, what's his name, Dallas Crawford, going to go back to running back with the injury to Gus Edwards? I would say only if, stay another, if, if there's another injury at running back, if Yearby or Walford go down, then I'm not sure they'll have a choice. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. So you be can't have two runs. into a game with two running backs. Hey, Gary, this, and, this and, is my and, last and, time. You know, but but I think that they would like to not have to do that with Dallas because he's he's you know he's a senior this year, mm-hmm. and you know I, I think they they really would like to let him settle into a position and and you know try to you know ha- have the best final year that he can have. So I'm sure that they really don't want to move him back to running back, but I'm not sure they'll have a choice if one of those two guys gets hurt. Yeah, and give him a, and give him a shot to to the next year, Gary. I'm 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 just gonna say this. Uh, I'm just, like you say, let it play out. If if Al Golden has to walk, at least he can't say that University Miami didn't give him that opportunity to do it his way. You're but if absolutely he does right. Succeed, we're going, if he does succeed, we're going to have to give him a whole lot of credit. But even if he does succeed to the point that I think, and I think nine games will, even if he didn't win the Coastal, I think nine games will at least carry him until another year. But if he's willing to really look at making some staff changes, especially on the defensive side of the ball, he can really take our program to the next level because we're not going to be under the cloud of this investigation and scholarship reductions and all this other stuff, and he should hopefully be on a trajectory of getting there. But I do want him to understand this. He has to hate Florida State with a passion and understanding that beating them is the key. And if we go into – if we're 4-0 and we can get the – Tallahassee and knock off the Seminoles, the whole state of Florida will recognize that. Recruits will recognize that. And people will begin to look at Miami a whole lot differently. And when they start sitting in people's living room and start talking to these kids about coming to the University of Miami, that will change a whole lot of stuff. Because after Florida State loses Golston this year, they're breaking a whole brand new set of quarterbacks coming to Miami next year with Brad Kyer being a junior. You can imagine what the atmosphere will kind of look like in South Florida when the yep. nose comes down to when you when the nose comes down to play Miami next year with a brand new quarterback that they're having a break in at Sunrise Stadium that'll be rocking. So just got to get the just got to get the defensive side of the organization straightened out. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, you just flat out just annihilate them because I'm telling you, if we can go to Doe Camel Stadium this year and knock them off. You better believe Jimbo Fisher knows what he's going to look like when he comes to South Florida next year. He's going yeah. to be looking at a totally different Miami team. So, All right, you got anything else tonight? On I wanna, no, I just, you got keep, it. just keep me on hold. I really enjoy the show. Just keep me on hold. Hey, thank you thank for you. being part of it. All right, let's go now to the um, the 484. You are now live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, what's going on, Gary? 
Who's doing good? Who's this? That's Philly. What's up, Philly? What you got for us? Uh, I, you know, I was looking at this one to talk about the schedule. I'm looking at the schedule, and um, I think the caller kind of touched on it. The the last call touched on it. You, I don't, I think September we're really not going to be able to see like where this team is truly capable of. I think you know most of the games in September are pretty winnable, even the game against Nebraska. Because I mean, even though with with the transition to next to a new coach, I know Mike Riley's a good coach and he's done a lot of good things with Oregon State. But I think mean, they lost a lot, and they're making like a lot of transition over there. I think you know the the true test won't be until October first at um, Cincinnati. I think that that October slate. I mean, look at the schedule. You know, you you had mentioned it. You said that this team can go either way. Um, you know, this could they they can win. They can they can win five games or win nine games. But looking at it, I think you know after October. Um, that month October is definitely going to tell us, you know, what this team's made of and what direction they're uh, That's, a, that's um, as tough a month as I can ever remember. <laughs> I, I don't know that there's ever been a tougher month than what that month of I mean, October looks like. I mean, I mean, I'm pretty – I'm thinking because Cincinnati's pretty much setting that game up because they're opening up – they're back into their home their home stadium this year. I had playing, I think, somewhere last year, and they, like, they um, renovated that whole stadium. So, you know, that's going to be set up. You know, there's a huge game. Of course, going to Florida State, you know, we, we couldn't tackle Dallas because last year um, when we had uh, Denzel, we, well, we took Denzel out, we couldn't tackle um, Dalvin Cook. So, you know, this year, I don't know how we're going to tackle him, you know, without having um, Denzel in that game. And then Virginia Tech, their defense is supposed to be, you know, lights out this year. They had a lot of injuries last year. But everybody's talking about their defense being like, you know, Virginia Tech defense again. And then you, then you finish that at Clemson, and then even after that, after, after going through that slate, we, we're at Duke. And you know, yeah, last you're gonna, time, and last time you we were at Duke, you're going to be beaten up. Exactly. After but playing Florida State, is, Virginia Tech, Clemson, and in successive weeks, you're going to be beaten up for that game at Duke. That's going to be gut check time. That's the thing is, I, I mean, I can, I definitely see right now looking at it. I, you know, I'm looking at like seven, seven and five, eight and four. If, if they lose that Nebraska game, and I don't think I don't think Miami's gonna lose. I think Miami, I think we might beat Nebraska like we beat Cincy last year. But if we lose that Nebraska game, this could definitely be like like that Gene Ch- that that Gene Chizik last year at Auburn, where it's like four, three to four to five wins possibly. Because, All right, let's take it one week at a time. I don't even want to imagine what it's going to be like around here if that happens. So. Oh my goodness! We're having a good night. Crazy. We're having a good show here so far. Let's <laughs> take you down that dark path. Woo. I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm just you know what? Truth to God, I'm just I'm just I'm, just, I'm tired of, of the um, speculating. I'm tired of like talking about three four defense and four three. The personnel yep, we have. Yeah, I'm just ready for the game to start. Ready for the season to start. Let's see, you know what what this uh, season is going to bring. You know, is it going to bring nine and three, ten and three, a coastal championship, ACC, you know, championship berth? You know, possibly more, or is this going to actually be the the farewell song? That yeah, I know a lot of fans, you know, including myself, you know, we're like kind of like, okay, let's let's just get it over with. So we'll we'll definitely see what's happening. You know, hopefully we can, we can go ahead and kick the not kick the snot out of a Thune Cookman this Saturday at six or seven. So, but right, uh, man, hey, keep me on. You got show, it. As always, thanks. Thanks for being part of it. We appreciate it. All right, moving on here. Let's see. What do we have? We have about 20, 21, 22 minutes of show left. Um, 
a lot of callers I'd still like to get on, so let's try to keep our comments um, direct and to the point, if you guys can. Uh, let's see, the, the queue just shifted on me, so let me uh, try to find my spot here. Sorry about that, guys. Um, let's see, let's go to the 256, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. Yo. You with us? Who's this? Yo, yo, can you hear me? I can hear you. Talk yo, to this us. is Juan from the from Huntsville, Alabama, man. Welcome to the show. All right, appreciate it. Hey, I was just curious, uh, what's uh, Cortell Jenkins been into, man? I mean, I ain't heard too much about him since last year. Well, he's he's in the uh, starting lineup. <laughs> they they've got him running first team on the depth chart at, at tackle. He had been competing with Hurtaloo at nose guard, and so now they've got him out of tackle running first team. So he's doing pretty well in the coaches' minds. Okay. Well, I mean, in, in my opinion, I think we're going to start out 5-0, you know. Just want to throw that out there. And, you know, after that, that Virginia Tech game, it's always a, a tough game for us. But, I mean, until that point, I think we're going to beat everybody by at least 10 points. What do you think about that? Oh, I don't know about that. You know, I, I I think most of these games are going to be pretty tough. I mean, I, I I see a lot of close games. I see a lot of games decided in the The Nebraska quarter. game? You, th- you think that's going to be tough, Gary? Uh, I feel pretty good about the Nebraska game. I, I just think Miami has a lot more athletes than Nebraska this time around, and, and Nebraska is adjusting to a new coach. Uh, they don't have that running back at Dula this year, and and uh, I I feel uh, you know the, the weather could be the humidity could be a factor. I I feel pretty good about the Nebraska game, uh, but I think you know if they once they get past that, I think every every week is uh, you know a, a game that is going to be could potentially be close and go down to the wire. I mean, yeah, Cincinnati at the Nebraska, we're gonna blow them out. Don't assume I mean, that. We get that, is gonna, that is that is a potential trap game to the max. It's between Nebraska and Florida State. You're going on the road. Uh, Cincinnati's favorite to win their conference. It's it's a game that you know that they've been pointing towards. It's the it's the signature game on their schedule. It's a night game on a Thursday night. Uh, they're having a blackout up there. It's going to be a rabid crowd. Uh, and, and yeah, they having a blackout game because it's going to be for their funeral. <laughs> We're gonna it, put well, it, it might it might play out like that now, but but the Canes are gonna have to be at the top of their game up there. I think. All right. You know, just looking at it. Well, well I got right. one more thing for you, Gary. Uh, so, um, how come it took them so long? I mean, how come they just wouldn't come out and say at first that you know Gus was gonna be out for the year? I mean, did they need time to see what was the situation or what? I mean, because you know, the next day, all of a sudden, he's in a boot. I mean, did they not know that same day or what? I don't know. I I, I can't answer that question. I, you know, I it was it was kind of weird to me. I, I I felt they could have been a little bit more straightforward with the whole situation. I mean, for starters, he had surgery on Saturday. Well, you know, why did they have to wait to tell us that till Sunday night at ten o'clock? Yeah, I I didn't like the way that whole thing was handled. I I really honestly didn't. Yeah, that's real suspicious, man. But uh, I, I just got one more thing that I'm a uh, if you don't mind keeping me on hold. Uh, 
just want to tell Al Golden he need to go out and uh, you know, get 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 the job done, man. We tired of waiting on it. I don't think I we think have to tell him that. Year. We got to do the dang thing, Gary. I think he knows. <laughs> I don't think he. I don't think. Uh, I don't think we have to tell him that one. All right, hey, well, thank you. Well, you should try to get him on the show, man. Try to get him on the show, though. That's not happening. <laughs> I don't think you're going to see Al <laughs> Golden still here. You got Blake James. You can get Al Golden. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, we might get Blake James again, but I don't think we're going to get Al. <laughs> so, all right, <laughs> hey, thank you for being part of the show. Give us a call again next week. All right, keep all right, your hope. You got it. Let's go to the... You, you don't buy it. And then, nope. when it bites you in the ass... Oh, my God. I think we'll skip that one. Uh, let's go to the 954. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, what's up, Gary? I don't know. I don't know what was up with that guy I tried to bring on, man. He was yelling at somebody. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, you got a garbage phone. How's your night going? All right? I think, we've, I think we're having a pretty good show. Who's this? Uh, it, it's uh, JHT from the 305 to the 954. All right, man. Talk to us. How many wins do you think we're gonna get this year just off of somebody, you know, like a like a quarterback like Kai? How many wins does he did for just just him alone by himself? Um, one and a half to two. Yeah. You know, hopefully. Hello Still there. Yeah, you there? We, yeah. we got you. Yeah, I would say one and a half to two if if I had to put a number on it. You know, a great quarterback can make a big difference. Right. I don't know, because everyone says he's getting all better and stuff. I mean, he I've is, been he trying is, to keep Kai the, is great. Yeah. My only concern, Kai, and I've said this before, and uh, it's funny because we were talking about it today out of practice, and I was talking to Dave Hyde from the Sun Sentinel, and uh, a guy that I really respect who's been in, around for a long time, and, we, you know, I think he's writing a column about Kaya for tomorrow's newspaper, and I, and you know, he said, you know, what, what do you think of Kaya? You know, we, you know, I actually asked him a question, and he said, you know, my only concern is, you know, they're not letting them grow up. You know, look how much is expected of him, and he hasn't really done anything yet, and, and it's totally true. I mean, he's never won a real football game yet. He hasn't beaten a quality opponent. He's never brought the team back in the fourth quarter from behind. Uh, so he's right. a lot of. He's got a lot of growing to do as a quarterback, and you know he's the he's the face of the program right now. So we'll see. I hear you, man. Because obviously, you know me. You know I'm I'm trying to keep the peace on the board. Everyone's coming looking right at me, you know. But you know, JT can only do so much and stuff. Yep. You feel me? Feel you. No, hold on a second. Mom, mom, mom. I'm on the phone talking to Gary. <laughs> All right, good news. Um, I got a, I got an advance on my allowance, so I signed up for that. Uh, with that, that new uh, the deal. Yeah, Mama hooked oh, me up with that. Along with Beatloaf. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that FanDuel league. Uh, I hope, I hope a bunch of guys sign up and then we get a hundred people in there every week and have yeah. fun. Soldier, talking about Buddy Gary. Relax, Mom. <laughs> All right, yeah. hey, you got anything else tonight? Oh, yeah, I just want to say that, you know, I'm not slurping no more, dude. I'm straight up going heel. I'm done with Golden. He's been trashed. They got to get rid of him. I flipped the script on everyone on the board. Well, give him a, give him a chance. No more. Give him a uh, chance. It's, it's a new it's year. A, huh? It's a new year. Give him a chance. Dude, I've given this guy four years of my life. I'll never get back. 
He's done. <laughs> they need to pack up shop, go back up to the northeast, and get out of 305. All right, All right. I guess on the board. I'm pure. I'm back. No more nice guy. It's heel time. Bye, Mom. <laughs> I got to go, Gary. I, it's, I, I, I got to go to bed. I got to care for you. All right, man. Go take care of your mom. Thanks yeah. for calling. <laughs> All right. Let's go to the 941. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Are you with us? Going once, twice, three times. All right, sorry about that. All right, the number is 646-595-2048. 646-595-2048. we got a few minutes left here. If you want to come speak on the show, hit the number one on your keypad. Um, that'll let me know that you want to come on the, come on the show. Uh, let's go back out to our buddy in the in the 239. Let's see if like he's I done. Said, man, you're, not in the, you're still yelling you're at not. my people over there? You already knew that. When you were ever going to put you there, you didn't know nothing about no receiver. Let's see you drop for a minute. It ain't so nasty thing. You're not better than All right, there's nothing nothing, nothing interesting going on there. Um, let's see. Let's go now to – let's go to the 478. You are now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? Hey, Gary. What's up, man? It's uh, Keith19. How you doing? Hey, what's up, Keith? How you doing tonight? Hey, I'm good, man. I've been back and forth, man, deploying and uh, going TDYs and stuff, so I'll be on the board and off the board. But, where, um, you been deplo- where you been deploying? Um, I went to uh, Japan for a couple of months, went to Qatar for a couple of months, um, getting ready to go to California in the morning, so I'm packing my bag as I speak um, and listening to you guys. What service you in? Uh, I'm in the Air National Guard full time, man. I fly, I fly on the E8 J Stars full time. Oh, okay. Well, thank you for yeah. everything. Thank you for everything you do. Hey, man. Thank you. Thank you, man. It's, it's been some, it's been some deployments, man. We didn't have absolutely nothing going on over there, man. But working out and listening to you guys. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I want to talk. I want to talk a little bit about uh, the growth of of the staff. Have you seen them at all in any capacity grow from day one? And I'm sure, you know, they go, they went through this, this cloud thing. I'm sure that they've grown as far as uh, unity. But, I mean, from a mental aspect, ha- have they grown and shown that, um, hey, listen, let's, let's – I don't want to need to – I don't even want to use this term, hunker down. But let's hunker down and, and – and figure out what's going on because it's every move that he's made so far, speaking about Golden at this point, it just seems so parallel. Like it's it's not like it's, he's not making a move, and you're saying, "Wow, okay, I can I, I like that move." You know, it's, it just seems like he's he's doing things to save face to try to buy a little bit of time here, a little bit of time there. Um, I just don't. It's so hard to read these guys. No, I, I, you know, his heart's in the right place. I mean, he's trying as hard as he can. I mean, I saw, I've the last few days I've I've seen Al. I mean, he he's exhausted. I mean, he's given this training camp and this preseason everything he has. I mean, he really has. And I uh, hope he can find some time this week to get some sleep and and you know sort of re-energize for the season because when you know when I when I've seen him the last few days, he, you know, he's he's he looks exhausted to me. Like you right. know, it's just. You know, it's just it's wearing them out, and you know it's a tough environment. You know, there's a lot of animosity. Uh, and, you know, he's you know, so it's kind of like where it gets to the point that it's like, and I, and I listen, I've listened to your show religiously ever since I've been a member of Kane Sport, and I've I've been on about ten years now, 
And I've listened to ever since he's been here, you say the same thing. You say he's he looks exhausted. And I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. Now, I'm glad that you give us this this insight because it tells me that, you know, I, it tells the masses who can't see his body language what's really going on in his in his head. He's he's worn the hell out. He's he's exhausted so many things of what he thinks is right for this program. But every time you every time we get you on on online, you, you say something. He's like, man, he, he looks wore out. He looks wore out. But you know, he knew that coming to a prestige university like mine, this isn't this isn't you're not playing for nickels. You, no, you, I mean, this, you're is a, playing, this is a tough job. It is a tough, it, brutal job. It really is. I mean. And I understand if there's so many things to do in South Florida that yeah, you would think that it that it's not a it shouldn't be a, a college football town with just the amount of things that there are to do in that area. But then but then you take the job and you see that mostly everybody around there cares about you in football. That's their that's their golden egg or gold you know, that's the breadwinner. You is you in football is, is what it is down there. And if, if you know we can't get somebody in here to 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 write the ship, I like Al Golden. I, I I talk a lot of smack on the boys about him. I actually like Al Golden. I want to see him succeed, and I hope he does this year. But it just seems like the the chips are stacked against him already. We ain't even kicked the ball off. All right, fair enough. Do you have anything else tonight? Well, no, that's it. All right. Hey, thank you for being part of the show. Thank you. All right. Um, let's see. I'm going to try to do some some cleanup here in the queue, and um, I I think I've got a couple guys that have not gotten on yet. Let's see. Just give me bear with me here for a second. I'm just uh, cross cross checking a few guys, making sure that we've uh, we've done the right thing by everybody here. I I believe I've got a call here from the 404 who's been waiting. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Hello. Yeah, you with us? Yeah, what's going on, Gary? Doing good. Who's this? This shot. This I'm a first time caller. Calling hey, welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. Yeah, uh, I want to touch on that depth chart. Okay. Like I understand. Okay, I understand. Um, he got Trent Harris starting at the Jack, not the Jack, but the Russian. Mm-hmm. Why is it um Quan Muhammad in that position? Like, why is he got to have Trent Harris in that position? Because from my understanding, it's like. He's he's not that fast in in space, right? He's not built to play in space. The, the coaches feel that he, you know he always he's a smart kid. He always does the right thing. Doesn't blow assignments. Uh, that's number one. They feel like he runs four or five now, uh, you know, or, or so. They feel he's gotten a little faster and maybe can do more things than he could do last year. Um, I think third, Quan Muhammad has not done what he should have been doing and hasn't gotten the job done. And I, I think that there's a little bit of a obvious distaste in that and, and I'm you know, I don't we'll find out Saturday whether he plays or not. If he if he does not play that will tell us that he's suspended and that obviously would have something to do with it also. Um so I think a combination of, of, of those things is, is contributing to why Trent Harris is number one on the depth chart. And I asked Al Golden about that today and you know, Al here I Al hears a lot more than he lets on and um I, I, I think he's you know, he's heard some of the opinions and stuff that involve Trent and, and and you know, what Al said is that, you know, Trent's not gonna apologize. Trent's not just gonna let somebody take that job. If someone's gonna take that job from Trent, 
they're going to have to earn it and 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 with their play and uh you know that's his his attitude on it and that's where they are yeah, I understand, but shouldn't he like be built for for DN and let um I, I mean, or Darian I, over there? I feel like he's a tweener. I, I mean, that's been my opinion, and until I see something different, I mean, I you know he's a great kid, really nice kid. I mean, if you sat down and talked to him, you'd really like him. Um, I just feel he's a, I personally feel he's a tweener, and I I, I didn't see him able to make a lot of plays last year. Now you know he was a that's freshman, maybe, maybe this year. Maybe yeah. this year he does better. You know, I, I, you know, I, I think we have to be careful out here. Um, you know, we're all very opinionated. I think we have to be careful in thinking that every single opinion we have, we know better. Um, and I, and uh-huh. I think we have to give it a chance to develop. And, and maybe he makes a bunch of plays this year. But last year, I thought he was very overmatched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna say he was a freshman. Same thing with Chad Thomas also, Dan. Yeah, but it's more than that. I mean, yeah, you're a freshman, and he probably should have redshirted. There's no question about it. But even when kids are freshmen, I mean, you're not going to get consistent play, you know, play after play after play. But, you, you know, you'll see flashes from time to time. I don't remember seeing too many flashes, you know, in in that, yeah, in that case. That. Yep. All right, you got anything else tonight? Uh, One more thing. Um, Who do you think the best recruiter on our staff is it? James Coley or Kevin Beard? It's James Coley. Kevin Beard hasn't recruited anybody yet. He hasn't? No, he just oh, got yeah, the job. Oh, yeah, he just got the job. Yeah, he Because I know yeah. I saw um, something with uh, Sam Bruce said that well, he, 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 he must, yeah. Sam Bruce knows him from when he was playing you know, youth football and stuff. You can't count that. <laughs> that I mean, if Sam Bruce comes to Miami, it's not because Kevin Beard's a great recruiter. Sam Bruce was coming to Miami anyway. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love KB. I, I mean, I, I think that they should have made him a GA first, and maybe done something else with that. Job, but, but I mean, but I, but I love KB. KB's awesome. Yeah, I know. I, I'm not even gonna knock right. KB, but I mean, he looks like he's a good coach, though. He, he, the thing he does great is he relates very well to those kids. You know, mm-hmm. I mean. You know they speak they speak the same language, you know. So. Yeah. Yep. All right, you got anything else Hello. for us tonight? I got. No, I got. Sir, one, just keeping I, I, I got one more. One more guy I want to get on. He's actually a neighbor of yours. So, let me let's see what he has to say, and then we're all going to go to sleep. All okay. Right, so give us a call next week. All right, bro. All right, one more call from the four zero four. You're now live on Kane's Live. Um, how you How you doing tonight? Are you with us? Hello? That's you. Oh, Jared, how you doing? Doing good. Who's this? Oh, I'm sorry. This is Roland. I was holding on, man. That's right. You were on earlier. All right, man. Hey, have a, have a good week. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Oh. I think we took I think we took care of everybody. Um, I thought it was a really good show, you know, really good calls. Hopefully some things will have start happening on the Saturday night that'll give everybody a, a much more uplifted, positive feeling about the program. I mean, obviously there's still a lot of concerns out there on a, you know pretty much everybody's part, and you know, not without justification, uh, with, without question. A lot of great points made tonight. Uh, again, before we go, I want to give a shout out to our new sponsor, FanDuel.com. Those of you that didn't hear me earlier in the show, uh, great deal for KaneSport.com and KaneSport Live listeners. The first 
50 people that go to FanDuel.com and sign up using the code name Kane, the passcode Kane, will get their um, their initial deposit matched up to $200 with bonus bucks. And then they've also created for us a Canesport.com Fantasy League, which you can find at uh, Kane, at uh, FanDuel.com forward slash Kane, C-A-N-E. And that'll be there every week during the football season. It's a $10 entry. First 100 in, there'll be a big pot um, every week. And I think the first 20 finishers each week will um, – We'll have um, I, I I'd have to double check it, but I think it's you know du- double at least doubling your money or you know certainly winning. Uh, so anyway, so so uh, should be a lot of fun playing fantasy football against other teams.com this year. So um, thank you FanDuel.com for coming in and uh, and doing that for us at Canesport.com and Canesport Live. Game time Saturday night, 6 p.m. Sun Life Stadium. Hope everybody uh, gets out to the stadium, uh, takes their family. It'll, it'll be nice to get back to seeing some hurricane football again and having real games to talk about. We'll be back next Tuesday night. So thank you, everybody, for listening and participating. And we'll see you next week.